everybody. Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. As always, I like to start off every podcast by thanking all my listeners. You guys are amazing. Can't do it without you. Big shout out to all the Patreon subscribers. That's right. The podcast, myself, my own comedy, I have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Joe Kilgallen. Great way to support myself, the podcast. Uh, every little bit helps. We got like a $3 tier, which is like a beer. It's like one beer. One beer a month. One less beer that you'd have at a pub or a bar, which sadly that's not happening around a lot of America right now. But you can throw it into my pocket. Keeps me motivated to, kick, uh, to keep putting out some kick-ass content. Uh, I've got over th- nearly three hours of stand-up comedy content on YouTube, so definitely uh, check that out. Share it with your friends. Sit down with the whole family. Be like, Mom, check out this guy. He's got some great jokes about cum. The whole family can enjoy it. Trust me on that. Also, the last few podcasts have been really fun. I had Caitlin Marco on, who owns a pole dancing studio. She is a professional pole dancer. She's an amazing woman, and I know you guys would like that one, so check that out. I had CJ Taldano, who is an executive producer for House of Highlights, which is like overtaken ESPN for Instagram subscribers. It's like the go-to place for sports highlights. That dude has a great story about how he got hired to write for Jimmy Fallon and all sorts of fun stuff. And then I had Ryan Dempster, Chicago Cubs pitcher on a couple weeks ago. Now, today's episode, very excited for him, reuniting with a really good friend of mine, a dude who um, sadly I haven't seen in a while. Uh, he's clearly playing with some sort of drink because I didn't mute him and I could hear it in my fucking ear. Um, <laughs> dude, yeah, now you hear him laughing. Without further ado, everyone, welcome to the podcast, the one, the only, Gary Lee. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Hell yeah, man. What are you, are you, are you drinking something there? You I was actually, I was typing. I was uh, <clears throat> sharing the feed. There you go. Sorry, man. I probably should have ignored it, but I heard some little tapping. <laughs> you know what it sounded like? It sounded like tapping on a can of, like, you know, beer to, so it yeah. doesn't spill all over your face. Dude, I want to lead off, dude. I'm, I'm getting right into it. My new thing is I get right into it on the podcast, mm-hmm. Jeopardy style. We go right to the questions. Then we'll get to know you a little bit later. But this story I want to lead off with is kind of a get-to-know-who-you-are, Gary Lee, as a okay. person and as the fun-loving guy I know you as. <laughs> this was about... I want to say 10 years, no, maybe nine years ago, 2011, 2012, maybe eight years ago. You, myself, comedian Marty DeRosa, (laughs) and I want to say Ricky Gonzalez and maybe Jeff Hansen. Jeff Hansen, I think, was there too. Yes, it was a group of five of us. We were taking my minivan, which is still hilarious to me. I've been thinking a lot about this, everyone. Those of you, those people who know me for a long time known that have known that I used to drive a minivan. What do you drive now? I drive a Toyota Camry. And really? I can't well, imagine you in like a sedan. Yeah, I know it's weird, right? Well, I had the minivan because it just got passed down for me. I was I was fortunate enough where I had one car that was just a Ford Tempo or something. It was done, and my dad bought my stepmom a new van, so they gave me that van, and it was great. People loved it. I, I crammed in a lot of cool ass people in that van. Some of the best comedians in the world have been in that van. Um, professional athletes, movie stars. Um, yeah, it's been that, that van is. R.A.P. The old Chrysler Voyager Silver, <laughs> 2008. I want to say it was, or no, it was 2003. What am I saying? 2008. I wish it was 2008. I'd still be driving it. Yeah, as I say, it was old. I remember it was pretty old when you had it. Yeah, so it was no three around 2011, I guess. But anyhow, the five of us get into my van. Well, it's funny because I have kids now and I don't have a minivan. But when I was young and not kids, I didn't have one. Anyway, life's funny like that, I suppose. We crammed in the van to go up to Milwaukee from Chicago to see Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. a WWE pay-per-view. And I had gone to one earlier that year. I was lucky enough to be at Money in the Bank with Marty DeRosa. He hooked that up where we saw uh, CM Punk win the title over John Cena. So I was like, I was pretty into wrestling at that time, but not as diehard as the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. And now, I think I was coming from somewhere or something. Was, there was changing going on, and no one gave me a heads up to what you were going to do. 
<laughs> you come out of my bathroom wearing yellow trunks, the small, like pretty small yellow trunks too. The wig, you had the sunglasses, and you were your alter ego, macho fatness. Dude, dude, you are not going, dude, when we go anywhere, you are not allowed out of the car. Dude, you are not allowed out of the car. I know these people in here. We're going to go in there. What do you want to eat? We'll go in there and get you something. Yeah, we went to Duke's, which is a great hot dog place <laughs> in Chicago. And uh, I was like, dude, I'm not. You're going to stay in the car. Because I didn't want to you walking into this hot dog joint wearing your yellow trunks and the wig and everything. And I bring up this story, and I wanted to lead off with this story because it's an instant. I think people have moments in their life where the good people, which isn't everyone, could be strong enough or, or smart enough to admit, oh, I was way wrong. Mm -hmm. And that night, I admitted, before the night was through, I admitted, wow, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I should have embraced Gary and Macho Fitness immediately. This is a fun <laughs> thing. This is part of the spectacle. This is part of the atmosphere. Yeah. It's all, it's it's great. And I, I remember being, I was such a dick to you. I was such an, I was shaking my head going like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> you're you're going to come to this hot? No, you're not. Because we all sat down. It was like, a, we, we sat down in there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even like, we got it to go. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to be in there. Fucking gross armpits out. I don't even think they're going to let you in without a shirt. I think you'd put a shirt on. But, uh, I, and then later I realized, oh, oh man, I am such a piece of shit because this is clearly hilarious and fun. <laughs> you were a fucking celebrity dude yeah it was I, fun man what what was the best part to me is so we find parking by the arena in milwaukee and a couple blocks away i think we stopped into a bar across the street and then it's the bradley center milwaukee for those of you who know and as we're walking across the street there's a dude all decked out like hulk hogan mm -hmm. and you look at him and you guys point at each other and you guys do like ah like the whole everyone there's like hundreds and hundreds of people around us everyone's going in and they all stopped and were cheering you guys on, high-fiving. I remember two gorgeous black women, not that it mattered what background there is, but it was just the aesthetic of it made it particularly pleasing. Um, we're like, we got to get a picture with you. And you got you just like, ah, like looking like, <laughs> no offense, white trash. Right? For sure. And like, like, well, that's you know, part of the gimmick, you know? Hell yeah, it is. No, you're right, it is. There's nothing, I'm yeah. not saying it as a knock. And I remember just being like, oh my God, this dude is the coolest fuck here. Everyone wants to be macho fatness or be near macho fatness. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question to you is, why, where did macho fatness come about, and w what embodies macho fatness? So I was on a, uh, I used to do marketing tours. So there's this company out, and uh, I can't think of where it is in Wisconsin, but it's in Wisconsin, and uh, they're called GMR, and um, we were working for Altel. You remember Altel, the phone company? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, we're doing this event in Lansing, Michigan, and we had a couple days off before we had to work in Phoenix, Arizona. So me and the guy that I'm touring with, we're like, dude, let's get to where he lives in Phoenix, drop the car off and stuff, and then we're going to head out to Las Vegas for Halloween. So basically the costume was just something I came up with for this Las Vegas Halloween uh, situation that we were in. And uh, it almost won. I, I got into the finals of like the costume contest. And it was really like not fair that I was in there because the people that were in there had probably spent four, five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 on their costumes. I mean, you had like Hellboy and he looked like Hellboy. You know, you had people. Don't feel too bad about that, though. Don't feel too bad because it's not about how much money you spend. For sure. In this Halloween costume contest. And I also won a costume contest that I did feel bad for a second. And then mm -hmm. some people told me, nah, it's not about that. They spent what they spent all the money. So they get to win. That's not really how it goes. Yeah. 
uh, I once went as Bobby Flay for Halloween to uh, at Timothy O'Toole's downtown bar in Chicago. And everyone, same thing. I borrowed a chef shirt. I borrowed a white chef shirt. <laughs> and a, I took a spatula. It, was my, it wasn't even my spatula. It was my roommates mm-hmm. at the time because I, I don't cook. And that's funny. Everyone tells me I look like Bobby Flay. I can't cook shit. I can grill a little bit. I think that's all he does, really, let's be honest. And I just walked <laughs> around. And I think I took, like, tape and put it over the whoever does the chef shirt, you know, the white thing mm-hmm. I borrowed from someone. I put, like, tape and just wrote flay and, like, pen. And, like, it was so – I spent no time on it. And I looked enough like him, and everyone went, was cheering for me. And I got the loudest cheers. And yeah. I won over people who spent hundreds of dollars. But, yeah, you can't feel bad about that. Yeah. And it was – so you chose. So obviously you're a diehard Macho Man fan. Yeah, and so basically I had this thing that I used to do where like if I would go to a buddy's house and his wife or girlfriend's bikini would be hanging up in the bathroom and I go to piss, I would come out in her bikini. <laughs> like I'd love to like you know I would just like show up somewhere and just like change into something and come out looking ridiculous. So that's kind of like where the Macho Fatness thing came. Is I started after that like I just had this outfit in my back pocket. And every time I would think about it, I would do something to improve it. And then I would just break it out on somebody somewhere. And so that's kind of how that all started and how you ended up going to Milwaukee with uh, Macho Fatness. I, I do. I absolutely fucking love it, man. So let me ask you this then. Yeah. Because you became someone's manager. Weren't you managing like a, a female wrestler? Uh, kind of, well, we were. So uh, yeah, give Shelly, me that story. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm so um, Shelly Martinez, I met her at uh, WrestleMania down in Miami. Um, we did a photo shoot together, and then we had talked about doing some stuff. But she's in California. I was in Chicago, and then later on in Cleveland. And I mean, the promotions just weren't bringing her out there. Oh, I hear you. But like, it was still great. I used the one of the photos everyone in the intro for for this podcast. Where you're just standing there looking all awesome, yeah. you know, looking big, looking strong. And she's got like, you know, she's like hugging your leg. It's pretty, it's pretty sexy photo, I had that, man. I had that on my Bumble profile and that's how I ended up with my wife. Damn. Okay. You got to hold that story because I would love, could you, do you mind telling that story a little bit later? Yeah. It's not much of a story, but I'll tell you all about it. All right, cool. But I think that's kind of cool that yeah. your wife is like, damn, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this guy is clearly fun. Yeah, and then that lured her. I guess that's the whole story, pretty much. You thought, yeah, you that's, pretty much it. that's pretty much. That's pretty much. Also, uh, we got to talk about Savage Network. One of your Savage Network buddies just said, "What's up over here, Macho Gary Lee?" What's up? So, uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. I also want to know, dude, um, what was it about? Why, like, you told me how it came about, but why Macho Man? Why not Ultimate Warrior? Why not Hogan? What exactly was it about the Macho Man that made you go, that's my guy? Um, I really, I, I've always liked the bad guys. All, since also, I was, dude, since... I, I feel like I asked you that question already. Sorry, I messed with the camera angles here a little no, bit. No, you're good, man. Um, but yeah, dude, I always liked the bad guys, basically. So from when I was a kid, I loved the Macho Man. Uh, when the Mega Powers exploded, you know, I saw things from the Macho Man's side. I saw that Hulk Hogan had lust in his eyes for Elizabeth. You know, he was the luster. And, uh, I, you know, I always took the Macho Man side. In fact, right before we were, we did this, my wife for my 40th birthday got me a, a projector. So I'm using it as like a drive-in in the backyard, dude. And I was just watching uh, Macho Man versus Jake the Snake out there. Oh, hell yeah, man. Let me ask you about, I had uh, CJ Toldano on an off-air. He told me a little bit about what kind of projector do you have? You know, I don't know. I literally just saw it today. Oh, okay, cool. I think everyone listening, 
around America at least. You need to get a projector. You got to get one. It's sad to me right now. I'm saying I've got a lot of worldly listeners, which I'm very mm-hmm. proud of. You guys are probably living in a country that's doing pretty good against the coronavirus. Although I heard the UK had a little bit of an uptick recently. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. You don't know what news we're getting these days. And I then I, I read a thing today that Universal Studios and AMC came up with a deal mm-hmm. where they'll release movies like to like on demand, I guess you'd call it nowadays, mm-hmm. 17 days after the theater release, where it used to be 75 days. So people believe that's just such a big shift yeah. that it's only a matter of time that like what? Five years from now, it'll probably just come out the day of. You know, if a movie comes out Friday that would have been in theaters, you could probably get it right in your living room. So that's why I'm thinking, people, you might want to start investing in a little bit of a better home theater setup, especially if you're really in entertainment. And there's several theater uh, chains that are closing down now. It breaks my heart a little bit. It is sad, you know. Sometimes I think to myself, all right, with all this advancing technology, there's some things that are going to be really cool that come Mm -hmm. out. And trying to look for the positive of what's going to come out of coronavirus, you know, the whole COVID thing. The fact that you're in Cleveland right now and I'm in Chicago and we're doing a podcast with pretty good audio mm-hmm. and video, that's cool. That's something For that sure. most people weren't doing a year ago at this time. I mean, it was possible, but Skype was so shitty. And so that part of it, I like to see. Movie theaters going away? I don't want to see that. Even though as a, I haven't been, I'm not a big movie theater guy lately anyway. Well, mm-hmm. obviously no one is lately, but I mean, even last year, I think I saw like two movies in the theater, maybe three. It's tough. It's different when you have kids. Oh. But why don't you want it to change, though? I mean, it's one of those things that just things change. Like, you used to watch, you used to listen to music on vinyl. Now, you know, a, a collection that you would have in vinyl that would take up the whole wall takes up a quarter of your iPod. That's very true. Um, Vano, is that when I say that right? Vano89 says they're putting movies on Amazon Prime while they're still in theaters. Thanks for the comment, man. Yeah, you're right. I've been seeing that. Like, mm-hmm. there's like a special tab on, you know, I go on Amazon Prime, I, I got a fire stick. Which, you know, I like, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone always talks about how evil Amazon is, and I definitely think they should pay some fucking taxes. But listen, Jeff Bezos has made it so I don't have to go to malls anymore. And you don't so have to go to movie theaters. He deserves a billion or two. I'm not saying he deserves a trillion, but come <laughs> on, man. Like, sometimes I hear some shit where I'm like, well, yeah, they should definitely pay their fair share of taxes, but tell me that guy doesn't deserve to be filthy rich. I don't have to deal with dickheads in mall parking lots at mm-hmm. Christmas time. Whoever invented that deserves a couple extra bucks, I think. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, yeah, I... Here's why, though. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. You made a good point of why I still want theaters to exist. Because, you know, yeah, some things change, and, you know, you, that's just how it goes, right? Last night was my wife and I, everyone. It was our seven-year anniversary. Seven years. Gary, Congratulations. You were, Woo! You. you were at that wedding looking very sharp. Why, thank and, you. Yeah, your beard was much shorter back then. It was. But still powerful. <laughs> and we didn't have the option of going to a movie. Now, obviously, what's going on in the world was a big part of that. But I thought to myself, all right, say next year we've beaten down COVID, where it's, it's you know, it's erratic. It's, it's still a thing here or there, but you can still live your life the way we used to, or at least close to it. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to have the option of getting out of the house. Because when you're a parent, I've got two kids, it's tough to just be like, all right, mommy and daddy want to watch a rated R movie. We have to wait for them to be way in bed. And then by the time that's done, mm-hmm. uh, we're tired as hell. You know, it's easier to fall asleep on your own couch watching a movie. So it's kind of nice to be like, I want to get the hell out of my house. So that's where, like, I don't want to see them go away. I mean, every every business needs to adjust and come up with new things. If I'm AMC or Regal Cinema or Lowe's or all these other big chains, mm-hmm. I don't know how they're not looking up, like, big land to just be like, we're bringing back the drive-in. Let's bring that yeah. back. I the don't understand. Drive-ins here are starting to do well again. 
I could see that because again, it's something about going out. People mm-hmm. still have the urge to go out, obviously, because there's people who couldn't stay inside for two fucking weeks. That's yeah. what killed me. I mean, I understood it like the two month mark to be like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. It was two weeks in, and everyone's just like, this is insane. Everyone, they can't keep us locked in forever, and I'm not gonna be able to. It's like, bro, you never grounded as a kid. Do you not have fucking porn <laughs> on your computer at home? Do you get a fucking get a goddamn PS4, or even if you're not that, if you if you're not into video games. I got an NS, uh, NES Mini, like an old Nintendo Mini. Shit costs like 60 bucks. Start a garden. Yeah, dude. And also, there's a, I haven't figured it out, but you could download like every game onto there. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured that out. Yeah, I just play like Dr. Mario and Mario Brothers 3 and fucking Techno Bowl. Wait, do they have the players' names in it? No, that was super Techno Bowl, but you know who's who. Like when yeah. I play Oakland and I do a handoff and nobody could tackle the guy, yeah. that's Bo Jackson. You well, they, the original had his actual name on it, Bo Jackson. Did it? Yeah. I thought the original did it, and then in Super Tecmo that's when they added it. No, Super Tecmo was then you could do trades and have a roster. It was like the first simulation. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think do. you're right. I think you're right. That's what it was. But I've also, they got Contra, so Contra's pretty fun to play and everything yeah. like that. So, man, do you ever feel, because, again, I know you, do you, when was the last time you did Macho Fatness and you, you got all up in the getup? Um, it's within the last year. I've done a couple of Macho Fatness things. I'm actually... Starting a new podcast with Macho Fatness two weeks from yesterday. Oh, hell yeah. See, that's yes. why I thought. I thought you were bringing it back, and I saw some pictures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to talk to Gary about this. Well, I can yeah. talk to you about anything, really. For sure. Uh, this year, I got to do a Cavs game. We uh, performed before Savage Multimedia Group, uh, performed before the Cavaliers game, uh, right before the uh, Mormon Tabernacle Choir. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just love that blend. Here's here's a bunch of religious people singing a song, probably well in, in unison yeah. as firewood. And then here comes a man in his mid thirties. They made me put a shirt on because there's kids. Oh, see that's not like dude. Like little kids could go to a professional wrestling match. Yeah, right. I don't think you know. Dude, I got them though. I found a so we had like some Cavs merchandise. I found like a kids medium, like a, a tank top jersey, and I just ripped it over my shoulders. That's smart because you're yeah. still getting the, the idea. Yeah. I always liked Macho Man Randy Savage because he was a, a baseball player. He was in like the minor league system for the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. I want to say. So, I think the Reds. The Reds. Or the Cardinals. yeah. No, you're right. No, I think you're right. The Reds. No, it was yeah. the Reds. The Blue Jays was uh, Danny Ainge. Really? Yeah, basketball player Danny Ainge was drafted by the Blue Jays, and I don't know. I was I was reading recently. I was trying to come up with like a list of athletes who have played multiple sports and athletes who did shit where you're like, really, so and so was did that. I Do no you know idea. the first guy to get drafted by all four major sports? Dave Winfield, right? Yeah. I know he was drafted in three, and then the NHL thought it'd be funny to all Yeah. But he didn't really play hockey. Dave Winfield was a legit badass, though. He punched a guy in the head, like, during, like, the Sweet 16 game of the March Madness tournament in, like, 70, like, the year before he got drafted or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think he was, he's, he's a big guy, like, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so he was, like, he was LeBron forward. before LeBron, but he chose baseball. Which he made sense. He hit over 500 yeah. home runs, I believe, Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, good call, right? On the Winfield? 95 Indians. Didn't he hit played much. Every team. Dave Winfield yeah. was one of those dudes where you're like, how was a guy that 12 time All Star played for every fucking team, man? That's because at um, the end, man, he was just going everywhere. He was with Toronto. He was with San Diego. He was with Cleveland. He was. I don't DH, know. man. DH yeah. could last forever. What do you think sure. about the DH, the universal DH now in baseball? I'm, I'm for it. Um, I had fought against it for a long time. There was a time in my life where I was like, nah, fuck that. But I think I always knew it was eventually going to come. It never made sense to me to have one league mm-hmm. have the DH and then the other league not. It'd be like if basketball 
you know, the East had the three-pointer, but the West didn't. Yeah. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And then what would you do when you, you know, so once they started interleague play, especially, like, was 1997, mm -hmm. I'm like, eventually they're going to have to give the DH. And, look, baseball is competing in a different world now. The games are a little bit longer. They're slower paced. And fans nowadays, you can't sit still. I had a joke tweet the other day about a few days ago, but it, it comes from reality. I've had this where I've been peeing and I've taken out my cell phone. Yeah. I, like, literally, I can't oh, I can't pee for 30 seconds without checking my phone. Mm -hmm. what kind of, it's a fucking sickness, dude. So you're in that world. Baseball has got to come up with other ways to attract younger audiences. And so far, they're failing in a lot of ways. But adding more offense, like the DH, is a smarter move. Because, I like again, yeah. It keeps, Do you like the guy at second base in the 10th inning? I haven't seen it really play out yet. I know it happened a couple times already. I know Cleveland, uh, your one pitcher was pissed. Oh, he was real Clevenger, pissed. right? Clevenger yeah. was pissed. Because we, we lost without giving up a hit in that inning. Yeah, see, that feels weird, too. Because, yeah, guys at second, someone hits a ground ball at second base, he's at third, fly ball to right field, game over. But it's you like, know what? The Indians had the same opportunity, though. And they couldn't yeah. put down the sacrifice bunt, and then they couldn't do anything, man. That's true. As long as it's match, right? It's match yeah. play. So as long as you have a match, like you can match it. I'm I'm for that, I guess. I mean, there's no need for 17 inning games. They were pretty rare. And as much as a purist I am with baseball, I'm also into the new stuff. I like sabermetrics. I like the new stats. Uh, you know, I definitely think everything has like it's they go th it goes through a cycle, like music mm -hmm. in a sense. You know, one genre of music will be hated for a decade, and then the next decade, everyone loves it. I think baseball style of play is like that where I'm predicting the 2020s, the stolen base is going to become a thing again, mm -hmm. um, more contact hitters. Because the last 10 years, it was home run, walk, strikeout. And it was working for a little bit, but then some other teams came along like the Washington Nationals going, you know, making contact is probably better because the other team could fuck up or some mm -hmm. other stuff like that. I still think strikeouts are overrated and outs and out. I don't give a shit how you got the out. But there is such a thing as a productive out as you were just talking about. They scored a run without getting a hit. For sure, but the strikeouts still, there's nothing that, even home runs, don't a big home run will not pump me up like a big strikeout does. Strikeouts, I think, the most exciting, depending on what end of the spectrum you're on for that. Yeah, dude, I a strikeout could be sexy, man. Be real yeah. sexy, dude. Like, in a big moment, big moment like that, especially if you make a guy look stupid. Yeah. That's what really, you know, I, I think everyone is a baseball fan. You think about when you were a little kid, what you do to the game. When I became a baseball fan, like, on my own, outside of my dad, um, like, obviously, my dad got me into baseball, and we still talk baseball a lot, but where I became, like, my own, I'm going to read my own books about baseball, I'm going to do my own information, here's my own thoughts, like, right around, like, 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. Kerry Wood, Cubs said Kerry Wood, he struck out 20 guys in his fifth start. I remember coming home from school, you know, because the Cubs played day games and was able to watch, like, the last four or five innings and just being like, holy shit, this guy's just... He's, I've never seen a ball move like that. So then I became obsessed with guys who had stuff. Yeah. Guys who just made other hitters look like shit. That was fun to watch. You know? By the way, fuck Harry Wood, man. Why? Because when he was with Cleveland, he wasn't as good? Oh, he was awful, man. Well, he was good enough to get traded to the Yankees, and then he was lights out with the Yankees. I don't yeah. know why he was bad with you guys. I don't, I don't know. In 08, he was an all-star with us. You guys signed him to a two-year deal in 09 and 10, I want to say. And then um, in 2000... Then he ended up back with the Cubs at the end there. Yeah, we traded him to the Yankees, or you guys traded him to the Yankees. Mm -hmm. And I think he was really good with the Yankees he was. the last two months. I think like a 0 ERA and was the setup man to Rivera. And then he came back to us mm -hmm. and was all right. And then we signed him again, and, and then he retired. Um, what great it, what, dude. No, I met him in person. He's an awesome dude, man. Seriously, I know you were saying fuck him because of a fan perspective, yeah. but as a person, that guy's cool as fuck, man.
You, like, it's crazy that you're at the level now where I can't say like "fuck this guy" without you like knowing him. I mean, no, like, whoa, I whoa, whoa, whoa! He's a he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. I know, dude. I had um, I had a moment uh, earlier this season. Like the Cubs have a new network, and someone like tweeted like, "Come on, man! How much does this new network suck?" And I was just like, "I think it's great." And the network's good now, but like a, half of Chicago couldn't get. It. I think that was more of the gripe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to trash the Cubs new network because I know people who work for it and, and mm-hmm. run it so, or, or not run it, run it, but like they work for it, you know, and so I'm not going to trash it. And if, dude, it's weird like that when you start to get to know people who are in different worlds. When I first moved out to L.A., I remember a lot of comics had this, the Chicago comics in, in particular had it because we're just so loud mouths when we drink. We'd be at a party and someone would be like, dude, two broke girls. You guys watch that shit. That's one of the worst fucking shows. And then you see someone be like, shut the fuck up. And they're like, what? And they're like, one of the producers and writers is like seven feet over there. Like, <laughs> happen all the time. I had to pretend I gave a fuck about SNL. I don't. I'll just who, tell you. Who did right you have now. to pretend to? I don't know. I'm, I'm actually, I don't pretend to anybody. I've got good friends who are on the show. I root for them. Mm-hmm. I'll catch the highlights, I suppose. You know, as a comedian, back when comedy was happening every night, I was never home on Saturdays. So I was never really watching it. So I'd catch the main stuff. But, and I think it's it's gotten better a little bit the last season or so perhaps mm-hmm. um chris red is a superstar i knew that the you know as soon as i met him he's just one of those dudes uh he's a good friend of mine so obviously i want the show to do great for him uh this dude steve castillo used to be known he used to be stephen king i think stephen king's his real name but he's like i can't be stephen king obviously so he had to change his name to his like mother's maiden name it's one of the funniest dudes and um there's a few other people who i know who write on the show and work on the show alex moffitt Used to nice. pick up basketball with him. Used to do spots around Chicago, and um, so yeah, obviously root for those guys. But like, I, I, I don't. It's not really my cup of tea. I think SNL as a show over the last decade has been kind of shitty overall. But you know, I'm not again. I root, I root for anything comedy related because I'm in that world and I want more jobs for everyone I know and all that kind of stuff. But it does get weird when you're so used to being able to trash pop culture, mm-hmm. but you're living in a world where people are like, hey, wait a minute, man. I'm sure you've had that. You've dove into the world of uh, pro wrestling. Have you had that where you've completely been like, oh, fuck, I wish I didn't say that. Well, yeah, I have a couple of times I've had when, when I've been on the phone with Marty. Oh, I've, yeah, said, I've said a couple of things sometimes where... Uh... Real quick, Chad McDaniel says, I'd like two broke girls. <laughs> okay, um, let, me get back, let me get back to that. I want to reset that for everyone. You've had times where you've said stuff in the world of pro wrestling. Yeah, for right? sure. Especially like when uh when all of the like the WWE divas got doxxed a few years back. Dox so, means someone tells you where they live or something. Okay, so maybe not dox. What is it where they go in and they steal your porn videos out of your iCloud? Oh, like hacked and then well obviously it's hacked, but no, there's another word for like revenge porn or um It's not revenge they, porn, they it's a one word nudes. thing. Is it a one I, word? Is is it doxxed? Anyone in the chat um, What is that called? What is that called? What's up, uh, Chetna? I, I never I fucking pronounce her name wrong a lot. I'm sorry. Um, beautiful name, though. My crappy <laughs> accent always fucks up exotically nice names. Um, wait, real quick, if you if you live in India, is Joe considered an exotic name to you? Is Gary an exotic name? Not really, is it? I don't know. It's gotta be. I'm trying to uh, think. I've got, dude, I've got a lot of really um, beautiful Indian women who like my comedy, which is so awesome. Um, I, I can't think of the name. There is a word yeah, for it, though. There is a word. So anyway, the, they, they got their people hacked in and, and what released their, like, yeah. this, not sex I, tapes, but, like, nude photos, right? Well, no, there was actual, like, sex tapes. So there was one with Paige what? where she was, like, having a threesome with two, with, uh, uh, I don't know, one of the new... Paige is the wrestler they did a movie on, right? Yeah. That was like, a pretty good movie. I liked it. Yeah, so it was... Well, I won't say what else was good, but... 
so oh. that video. <laughs> but I saw, you know, text Marty like, hey, man, did you see that video? And he's just kind of like, yeah, it kind of sucks. It's one of my friends, you know, involved. And then I felt like an asshole because here, you know. That's going to happen, dude. Yeah, for That's sure. going to happen, man. Uh, I put my yeah. foot in my mouth whenever I open it usually. Ah, uh, you don't mean you mean well though. I know you, dude. You mean, well. dude. I put my foot in my mouth all the time too. I was notorious for being that guy for a long time. Where you know, I remember in high school walking in. I think I you had a dentist appointment. It's like a Monday or Tuesday morning, and so I showed up at like third period. You know, I mm-hmm. walked in thinking, oh, I missed the first two periods of the day. My my teeth feel clean. It's like a cleaning or something, and uh, everyone was like real mopey. And I was like, Jesus, who died? Everyone's like. Pat's dad died. I'm like, oh my fuck, dude. Oh shit. I've, I've done that a lot, man. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, why are you so sad? And his girlfriend broke up with him. You know, like shit. Like I just don't know. I, I think yeah. I've done it too many times when um someone has died. So don't don't feel bad about that. That's like people do that shit. You know. <laughs> I got a cousin actually. I'm uh, seeing in a You're couple dating a cousin. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna be steady. He and I. Um, he's gonna be visiting. I haven't seen him since his father died. In uh, 2007. So his son is going to be going to college up here. So he's going to be staying with us. And the last conversation I had with him was like a foot in the mouth moment. We're in the elevator. And I asked him like 3,700 times. Hey, man, are you okay? The day of his dad's funeral. So looked at me and was like, my dad just fucking died today. I'm not okay. I was like, okay, I need to. Dude, I'm not good around funerals, man. Yeah, man. I don't, I, I'm, you know what I'm good with? I've been at wakes where I have the bottle of whiskey. And I'm in the parking lot. And I'm just passing it around. Yeah. And then you try to like change the subject a little bit, but dude, death and funerals and wakes are just the worst. It'd be kind of weird if funerals and wakes were like your thing. If that yeah, was right. like where you slayed, that'd be, you know. Dude, man, I'm looking forward to them. I got seven this week. You know what I mean? Like, I'm booked, man. I'm, I'm yeah. going to the ones I barely know the people. I just get to know them and go, hey, someone died. I'm here for you. That'd yeah, be a weird clown to be, right? Got two for one CYSK. Come on out Wednesday, Timothy O'Toole. Yeah, O'Tools. fucking giving out flyers at a funeral. <laughs> That was classic in the movie Whiting Crashers when he was like banging chicks at funerals and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. That was one of the best cameos in any movie ever was Will Ferrell coming down the stairs. Yeah. I was thinking back to those comedy movies recently, like in the mid-2000s, early to mid-2000s, you know, like old school, Whiting Crashers, Dodgeball, like all those Vince Vaughn, Wilson Brothers, Will Ferrell movies, mm-hmm. Anchorman. Um, Talladega Nights. Tell that. I feel like where is that next run or that that next wave of like great comedy movies? I don't know that it's coming because if you go back and watch like, um, uh, what's Superbad? Right? Superbad was like oh seven, and that was fucking good, dude. It was, but then you go back and watch it now, and the whole movie is about like uh, police, like not doing the shit they're supposed to be doing. The whole then you have like the fat kid. He's trying to get the high school chick drunk to fuck her the whole movie. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like weird, uh, rapey kind of shit that doesn't, it's weird now with today's eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to tell anybody not to watch it. I'm just saying that like, I think that's why is that we're just in a different place right now as a society where things that are that irreverent just aren't funny right now to people. Well, like in Animal House, he has sex with a 13-year-old girl or something. 15. No, she was 15. Yeah, that's... She was, like, really young. I mean, he didn't know. It wasn't like he found out she was 15 and he's like, come on. Like, he thought it was, you know, a college girl. But they still and... could have not put that in the movie if they didn't want to. Yeah, I know. I think they're just you kind know? of saying, like, that happens. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's a good... But also 1978 or 77. Yeah, for sure. Was. 
obviously there's some shit where it's like you could use the it was a long time ago excuse and yeah. there's other stuff where it's like long time ago or not should have fucking known owning other people was a bad move you know what i mean like <laughs> for sure yeah uh yeah dude i didn't realize it was super bad i i don't know i think the cop thing though i try to like look at it more like this is an innocent little town that their suburb they live in mm-hmm. and hopefully they're not like shitty when i first saw super bad or even saw commercials for it i thought it was it took place in like the 70s because they dressed real weird. Yeah. In the beginning, they got like that whole shadow, like they're dancing kind of like, dun, 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 like it's real, like kind of like 70s type disco thing. And then I, and then throughout the movie, you're like, oh, there's no, this is taking place right now. Because they're talking about like, you know, what porn do you subscribe to and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know, man. It's weird. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I think you're, you're right. I forgot about Jonah Hill's character trying to get her drunk yeah. to bang her. Like that part's bad. But the other dude... Freaking Will Sarah, is that his name? Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. His character was all like, I don't want to get you drunk. We shouldn't be doing this. You've been drinking. So I guess that kind of like shows the two sides to things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's still kind of weird. Than, it's still a little weird. I know. I, dude, I just don't want you ruining Super Bad for me, man. I'm sorry. I don't mean Fucking to ruin it, man. I've been so- trying not to watch like some of that old stuff now because I don't, I can't watch it through like 2020's eyes, some of the stuff. Well, and, I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not like, what's that? That's why Ferris Bueller is still great. It's a kid taking a day off of school. Yeah, Nobody for sure. Hurt in that movie. Dude, Goonies you know. still works. Yeah, some movies I think will still work. Breakfast Club is probably more poignant now. The yeah. Only complaint, the only complaint someone could have about Breakfast Club is that there's it's all white people. But listen, some that's art sometimes. It's, it takes place in a, the North Shore suburb of Chicago that is 99% white, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I worry about with where, like, the culture shift stuff. It's not worrying. I think it's good. To, obviously, I want representation. I think it's good to have mm-hmm. different walks of life and stuff like that. Like, I got my son, like, these little, like, the toys are over there. I could probably go grab it. Like, these little play school type toy. And what, the one kid's in a wheelchair. Which I'm like, oh, that's nice, mm-hmm. you know? And then he's got, he got this airplane thing, the pilot, black. Which, like, wow. in real life, you'd be like, eh. But, like, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, would you? <laughs> Everyone knows I'm fucking around. But, like, you know, so, like, yeah, that stuff's cool to see. You want yeah. representation. But I'm worried that they're going to take true stories or or stuff that's, like, about something. And um, what's up, Brian Grant? just said hi in the chat. Love that, dude. They're going to take, like, real-life shit and be like, we have to have this because everyone needs to be part of this. And then it's like, all right, you're forcing something that didn't really happen, and it's representing a world that doesn't exist. And for that, I think that's kind of bullshit. I think that's For little... sure. But I think also... Uh, just to play devil's advocate there with you, uh, in Hollywood, they take a lot of liberties with everything. So yeah, even definitely. when they're telling a story that happened, there's scenes and characters that never existed that yeah, that's end up in these movies and stuff. So, um, you know, I think really, you know, Hollywood should just be making shit that's real then. Yeah, well, I mean, you eventually, event, I, think what, I think what happens is this, and, and people need to understand... Hollywood is out of touch, though, by the way. Some For people sure. use that in a, in a way that's a little dumb. I think they mean well. Obviously, it's about money, number one, because it's, mm-hmm. it's an entity. It's a business, like it's enterprise. That's what I, the word I was looking for, like anything else. And so, the, you know, whatever makes them money, whatever gives them eyeballs on their thing, will always, they'll put their money behind because mm-hmm. it brings more back to them. It's an investment. They're always a little bit behind the curve. Some people think, like, they are ahead of the curve. Not really. So what they do is this. Here's what I've, I figured out or what I observed, they'll be, you know, someone will say, hey, how come there hasn't been a female director nominated for anything in decades? Mm-hmm. 
and then they'll be like, oh, shit, okay. And then the next seven years, which hasn't happened yet, but you know that wave's coming, I think, they'll have, it'll be like all the nominees will be that. So then they'll, they'll, over, they'll go one way. I'm not saying overdoing it, because I'm sure a lot of the people are worthy of the nomination mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then they... Then they, then the next ten years, where people be like, all right, well, now we got to get back to some semblance of what's going on, because if it gets to the point, and I do worry about this, not I not worry, because again, fucking, there's so much more important shit to worry about instead of like acting and all that other nonsense, is that uh, you're gonna have st- not stories. Sorry, let me get this right, everybody. I don't want to get fucked this up. Um, all right, black people are 13 percent of the population, and then there are people who are like, well, they should get 50 percent of the roles, because and you know the, the people who say that though. Are typically like white people who are filled with racist guilt. For sure. So they say that shit so they could feel better, but it's really like well, when you put a quote out there, it's really stupid because you you want everything to be representative that way, or mm-hmm. do you really want the most talented and the hardest working and best people to get the parts? Because I think that's the world we're striving towards. We eventually want that. Now, of course, well, I, I think though the count. I think what you want though is you want both things. You want e- you want equal representation and the best people for the job. And you want the people who are giving the jobs not to think the best person for the job is based on the race. You get yes. what I'm saying? Yeah, no. You want the best of both worlds what I, in there. What I fucking fumbled through, you picked up real nicely. Uh, yeah, because obviously, have a black James Bond. Why not? There are yeah. Some people will be like, well, James Bond's a British guy. There are black British people. Yeah, so for who, sure. Who cares? You know, we had a black Spider-Man in, enter the, in um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which was a fucking awesome movie. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you could change comic book characters, mm-hmm. races all the time. In the original comic books, I think Nick Fury was a white guy, like, way back when. So, I think that's, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And you know what? Like, and they changed Transformers and everybody liked it and didn't give it shit. So, if they can do what they did to Transformers. Yeah, I mean. Dude, exactly. Bumblebee, how was Bumblebee not a, not a punch buggy, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. See, that's what I do. That's, I, I didn't you know, see they, all they the change shit all the time. Yeah, so again, that shit doesn't matter to me. I think what I'd be more concerned about, not concerned, I don't even want to use that word, because again, none of this shit really matters that much, is if there is a movie about, like, a lily white suburb, and mm-hmm. these kids that go to high school there, and then someone's like, nope, we need a diverse high school. And then someone could say, like, well, yeah, why not tell that story and make it diverse? That way all people can see themselves in this story. And I go, yeah, that's great, but, like, don't you want some semblance of what the world looks like? If there's a movie about, a, a, you know, a black high school, I wouldn't be like, we need white people in there. And I know people would say, well, duh, dude, you already had your fucking movies. You've had all. And I agree. I would agree yeah. to that response. I would agree to that. I just, again, I want to get it to the point where everyone's not so fucking suspect of each other all the time. For sure. You know what I mean? You'd be amazing to see if next year or a couple years down the road or sometime soon, all the nominees for best actor were black guys and nobody made a big deal about it. Nobody yeah. acted like, nobody said, this is historic, oh my God. Because I think when you do that, that almost fucking downplays the real accomplishment here. You know, I always hated like going to, seeing stand-up comedy shows that had an all-female lineup and mm-hmm. they would always have one of those bullshit fucking names like that show of the month or ha-ha-hotties or, you know, um, you know, the vagina comedy fucking night or like, you know, some of these I'm making up. It's like, you know, period blood on the microphone or like, you know, whatever fucking weird name <laughs> they come up with this where it's like, you know, nips and hips and tits and chuckles and, you know, uh, 
fucking double D cups. I don't know. I'm fucking obviously spitballing now. Uh, but, like, <laughs> they always had these. Every comedy club would have one of these nights where it was all-female lineup. And I go, that cheapens what it, you're, you're acting like. You really want to do a regular line of stand-up comedy. Advertise a stand-up comedy. Have an all-female lineup. And don't act like it's a fucking big deal. Because you would never make a big deal of an all-male lineup. If it's all dudes, you wouldn't be like, oh, it's fucking, you know, slick dick Rick night. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't, you would just be like, oh, it's dudes. Or, or you would just say it's comedy, stand-up comedy night. No, you wouldn't they, go out of they your didn't way. call it Dick Rick. We called it Edge Comedy Club. Yeah, there you go, the Edge <laughs> Comedy It is funny, though, man. Sometimes I get, like, Facebook notifications. I don't have the Facebook memories. I barely go on Facebook anymore. By the way, everyone should try it. Minimize your time on that website in particular. Because now, I, I, I literally, I'll go days without going on it. So now when I go on it, I think Facebook knows I'm going on it less. So they're showing me things that I actually do want to see mm-hmm. in hopes that I'll get back into my habit. It's a fucking drug, dude. These social media websites, they want to hook you in like a heroin dealer. They're dopamine factories, man. Yes, man. So they know. They're like, oh, Joe's cleaning up his act. He's not coming mm-hmm. around these streets anymore. Oh, man, he's cleaning up a little bit. Look at him taking care of himself. Right? Drinking a lot more water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not for that. He'll come back. He's going to come back. And then they know because I have to, like, look up a picture or, like, mm-hmm. message someone because, I, you know, I still get a lot of messages on Facebook. So I'm like, I got to check something real quick. And then that's when they're like, oh, hey, look at this. Top of your feed. What do you think about that? You got to be happy about that. right? So now they're bringing me back where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is a cool thing. I actually do like that. I'll comment or like it. And then all of a sudden I'm getting some engagement. And then yeah. now, now they're hooking me back in. That's what they're doing. They're giving me a little dose here, though. They're, they're lowering their prices. They're like, hey, dude, I know you couldn't afford heroin so much at this price, but here's it at that price. Mm-hmm. And, it, dude, it's... it's and then they give you the good stuff to get you to come back, man. Yeah, now I'm back checking it every day again. I'm not yet, but I'm saying, but this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'll be back checking it every day. And before you know it, I'm back into stupid-ass arguments with people where I'm like, oh, really, fuckhead? Why is it that the only doctors you listen to are the ones that say you want? Say what mm-hmm. you want. Every fucking, that's, that's what is so common right now on social media. Someone would be like, look what this doctor said, huh? And I'm like, didn't you a week ago say you can't trust doctors? Yeah. Why do you trust this one? Because they're saying what you want to fucking hear? Is that it? Because it came from MSNBC instead of Fox News or vice versa. Yeah, same, dude, the far, far left and the far, far right, man. Ugh. This feels like the Twilight Zone. I really, I don't doubt that we are, that something big is on the horizon in this country. And, and I don't think that for the people that want change, I don't think that tearing everything down is going to uh, get the results that they think that they're going to get. They're going to create a vacuum chamber, and usually the people who fill up the vacuum chamber, the power vacuum, you know what I mean? Those, yeah, people, no, are wor- sure. those people are worse than the people you got out usually beforehand. Yeah, all right. So I'll say this. I haven't really talked about it. I think I may have had like one tweet joke about it or something like that. I don't think I've talked about the podcast. Um, you know, all politics are local, but these are big national stories with uh, statues and monuments coming down and, and a lot of protests and things like that. I will state what I believe with these monuments. A lot of the Civil War or the Confederate, you know, statues honoring General Lee and all these other mm-hmm. Confederate soldiers and stuff like that. They were all put up in the 50s and 60s as a way to tell black people stop fighting for your rights because maybe this will happen again. They, that's they were all put up in yeah. response and part of the Jim Crow era. So fuck them and and bring, and also like people said, you notice that when they do knock them down, they crumble so easily because they were they were made quickly and put up with such haste that they were cheaply in all this stuff. So that yeah. go away. I haven't really gotten into um, too much. Sorry about that. I hit a button. 
um, Gary. Uh, I haven't really gotten into too much about how what's going on with like. Look, I think it should go this way though, because the Columbus statue in Chicago, there's a whole big melee going on there, and I had some friends. I got friends who were cops, and I got friends who were, you know, they weren't part of it, but they were like there, so mm-hmm. they were like thirty yards away. They weren't they weren't in like the vicinity of too close a danger. They were part of like the protest, but mm-hmm. you know, they weren't like in the fray. And um, part of me thinks like, I don't know, like, do we really want it where people go to the statue and try to tear it down themselves, and because of that, police need to be there? Also, why are police guarding a statue? But then again, you you would put police to guard. A statue, mm-hmm. because what's going to stop? What if a, a right wing group is like, "Hey, we want to tear down the statue of someone who's like well deserving of a statue." Yeah. Then we would be like, "Well, fuck! Someone should go guard that." So that's why I'm kind of like, shouldn't to tear down a statue? Shouldn't you just get a petition going and get enough signatures? And then the mayor's like, "Yeah, you got X amount of signatures. Let's tear this fucker down." But I think if things actually work that way in those areas, they, those areas wouldn't be the way that they are. You know what I mean? Like the those those mayors are. If that is still, if you are a mayor or a governor, if you're mayor of a city or a governor of a state that still has the Confederate flag as a part of your flag, you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good example. I guess I was thinking more local to Chicago. You know, and and it's the same thing. And it's the same thing with those statues. You know, yeah, I mean, like the, some of them, though, I think I think there are some local officials who might be ignorant to some stuff. I know there are people who are really they just don't know Columbus's history. They remember the song they were taught in fucking kindergarten or first grade in 1492. Columbus sailed the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'll, the only thing I, I will ever give credit to Columbus for was he knew the world was round. That's it. He thought he landed until the day he died. He thought he landed on the east coast of Asia. He did. But aren't you, he started aren't you... genocide. He started fucking like slave trade and all that kind of like a lot of other shit. And he, by all accounts, was a shitty dude. And to my Italian American friends listening, listen, guys, he denounced his Italian citizenship. He was no longer he no longer considered himself Italian. He explored for Spain and Portugal even. And again, dude, Italians who were born and raised in Italy who still live in Italy, they don't fucking revere him the way you guys do. A lot of them think he was a prick, okay? But every Italian I know who lives off of Harlem and Addison is like, oh, he's fucking Columbus. It's a guy, dude. Dude, Columbus is a guy. No, dude, put up a statue of James Gandolfini. It'll make more sense, all right? <laughs> or how about, or, or if you feel like, hey, your Italian-American pride is shot, you want a guy, you know, you want a guy who you could brag about? Because, look, dude, I, I have a lot of Italian friends I'm super close with. I love you guys. I know you guys love to brag. You're fucking braggers. Here's who you could brag about. Amerigo Vespucci. Who we're named Vespucci. after. Who two continents are fucking named after? All right, that's your guy. Say bye bye to Columbus. The guy got lost and took credit for discovering land that people were already fucking on. So anyway, man, I, I like I don't know if you wanted to chime in on Columbus there for a second. No, I just I don't understand people's attachment to it. Um, I know that you know we're going through it here in Cleveland with the Indians, right? Yeah, man. So I've got this Chief Wahoo tattoo on my leg that. I got when I was like 16 when they were really good and my dad and I went out and there was no like intention. Like I, I wasn't nineties Cleveland teams were fucking good. Anyway, dude, they were good. And it's this old statue that they used to have on top of the stadium that I got this tattoo of. And there was no, like, uh, there was no intention. I had no idea that it was, you know, insensitive to anybody. 
And you go back to like 2020 now, I have this like tattoo that like my father's passed away. So I have this attachment to it because of him. But on the other hand, like when people see it, they get pissed. Really? Yeah. Dude, I understand that. I mean, look, that logo, and again, dude, like, I'm you know, sure so the, it's the like intentions you, weren't always bad, but that logo does look like a really drunk Indian. For sure. And so that's, so what face. I'm saying is that, like, just because we have attachments to shit doesn't make it right. Just because no, again, it is yeah. doesn't make it right. And, um, you know, I think it's really strange, some of the people that we choose to revere, because most of the people that we choose to revere were kind of pieces of shit. But we're also looking them, at them man. through 2020 lenses. Yeah, I mean, that's looking at through the. You have to, I think you do have to have some historical perspective on things, of course, yeah. too. The, look, the founding fathers were racist pieces of shit that still had some great ideas. Those two things can be true. Yeah. Um, and to say someone was racist, uh, you know, yes, we're looking at through a late 1700s lens. Um, and you could say, well, everyone was racist. I mean, yeah, they were. That still doesn't yeah. make it right. For and sure. Just, and because they were racist does not mean that they didn't come up with some really awesome great ideas as far as, you know, forming a government, yeah. out of, you know, out of a revolution and all that and kind of stuff. This, so the system they set up, if we as a people, if we didn't have 45% of our population voting, if it was more like 80, 90%, we could actually use the th- the tools that they put into the system to get what we need and what we want out of it, but we don't. You know, I know, man. I, I all was... of of all the people that like were out rioting and doing all that shit. How many of them vote? I know that's what's going to be really embarrassing. If the voter turnout for this upcoming election, which is now less than 100 days, USA, 100 yeah. days to our next presidential election, if the voter turnout is is for that age group that I'm seeing on television and on Twitter videos and Instagram and Facebook videos, is as low as it has been. Yeah then fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what really kills me. Like, look, I had no, look, Colin Kaepernick, I, I'm cool. I have respect for any kind of protest. I do. Look, yeah, for sure. I am American and we were founded on fucking protest and I'm, you Irish, have a freedom so of speech. I no matter protest what I get, you know what I mean? Dude, you have I'm a freedom Irish of speech. American. You have freedom of speech. So the Kaepernick thing, I total respect for Colin Kaepernick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I, I get it. You, you felt that was the best way to, you know, make your voice heard. And it clearly was, but here's where I lost respect from Kaepernick. Didn't fucking vote. Do you guys know that everyone Kaepernick went out later and said, like, oh, I don't even vote. I'm like, well, what the fuck dude? Yeah. That was a wasted opportunity. And a lot of people forgot about that now because he still gets heralded so well. I think there's way other, you know, athlete activists that should be looked up, uh, like looked up to more than Colin Kaepernick yeah. because he doesn't vote. Well, I got a couple comments here. Ron Grant said, pro what protesters damaged the Jimi Hendrix. Uh, statue in Seattle. That's See, bullshit. They that better is not bullshit, have... man. That's I hope bullshit. that's not true. Um, dude, I don't like the way that comment showed up. Let me fix something here real quick, everyone. Bam. All right, cool. I want to... Uh, sorry, This, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, we're live on YouTube and Facebook right now. So, like, you know, I wanted that to look cool. That looks better. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, dude, like, yeah, some of this stuff is just... There are people who are just anarchists who are infiltrating mm-hmm. these protests. Because I know people... Um, the comedy podcast network we're on, uh, people of comedy network, yeah. uh, which has a shitload of great podcasts. Everyone should check out. James Webb has been live on the people of comedy page pff, every like, day, just almost about. every day, just about, yeah. I feel like. And 
he's telling us like, yeah, it's 95% peaceful, but then you'll see some people who like, they come in and you're like, what the fuck are they up to? And then they just start throwing shit and then they fucking weave out of there and you're mm-hmm. like, what's going on? So sometimes I almost wonder if there's like a rogue element at play where someone wants like the police and the protesters to clash because they know the television cameras will show that and people at home will be like, fuck these protesters. None yeah. of them work hard for a living. They're trashing businesses and all this kind of stuff. Well, and they had the that one the one pro, uh, riot in Minneapolis. Yeah. They have the video of the cops doing it. Uh, we had a, that was definitely a cop. Yeah, they we had a guy fight. that I know that was down uh, live at the Cleveland protests and he got live video of basically the this crowd coming in from out of nowhere they started all the breaking shit the rioting and then at nine o'clock they said we got to go we got to get to the buses and he followed them to the steel yards where their uh like tour buses were where they got on their transit buses and took off out of cleveland wow that's crazy yeah so i i I don't know what i think it's just yeah the future doesn't look great right now and i try to be positive though because I thought to myself the other day, because I'm like, I've been, dude, I was even looking at like houses in Ireland just to be like, I wonder, I wonder, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like how expensive would it do? Would I have to rent if I wanted to move to Ireland with my family? Like how hard would that be? And, um, and look, I still, I still hope for America. It's just, there's just an ugly element going on right now. And the divide doesn't seem, because there's so many people like, you know, I brought this story earlier about how. We opened the podcast by me talking about how I thought you'd look like an asshole dressed like Macho Man. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, what the fuck are we doing, dude? This is ridiculous. And then later I'm like, oh, no, I'm the asshole because this is just a person trying to have fun. And it was a little bit weird to me. And I got, you know. Yeah. But I at least was able to evolve from that. For Nobody sure. Nobody wants I, I yet to see one post from someone going, yeah, fuck, man, I was way off about this coronavirus stuff, huh? Yeah. Wear a mask. You know, people just don't do that. No one ever says, hey, am I bad? What you were saying was right. I, I, I thought about it over the last couple of days. I looked it up. Yeah, that makes sense, dude. Good point. Like, mm-hmm. I, you don't hear that anymore. And I think a lot of that is just because people are so more, um, what's the word? Like, polarizes the word, obviously. And yeah, it's just absolutely. such fucking, like, it's so easy to just, and it's it's got to be Facebook and, and, and Twitter it is. driven. We're, in each, we're too much in each other's shit. Yeah. We are too, like, and and I've done it too. Where like I've I, I try not to post really much on Facebook anymore. My Twitter account's been pretty much inactive for a couple years, because I was super divisive on social media there for a while, and it was just too easy to go tell somebody to go fuck themselves. Yeah. You know, and then oh, too easy. Yeah, there's all these internet tough guys, and yeah. it's you know. And it's just everyone, it's so easy to make, and Facebook has these, like, again, Facebook's algorithm will show certain people things because they know what it does to you to keep you on Facebook. Yeah. I know so many people who are like, oh, what about when someone said this? And I'm like, wait, what? First of all. Yeah, I didn't see that shit. We weren't talking about that. And, like, someone was talking about Obama called, uh, you know, this person this word. And I'm like, no, he didn't. Did you look that up? Mm-hmm. I, I know, you know, just like shit like that where no one, well, they think it's true because they saw a Facebook post about it. For sure. And I'll you don't, you don't read the story, just read the headline. Read the headline, all that kind of nonsense, man. Yeah. I saw one where I almost deleted the person, and then I read that the bottom, the bottom then was like a bait and switch, where it's like, no, nah, just kidding. This is just a picture of an old guy who invented the tennis ball. But, <laughs> you know, shows you should read the whole fucking thing, right? And I'm like, damn, you're right. Because I was yeah. about to delete your ass, because I'm like, I don't need to see this shit. Um, and then the whole deleting friends thing, I heard some people were just like, really, you're going to delete someone if they disagree with you? I'm like, 
I don't think you should remove someone from your life if they disagree with you, but Facebook isn't real. It's a choice. Yeah. So if someone that you would normally say hi to at a bar keeps popping up in your feed posting annoying ass things, go ahead and delete them. It's not real. Well, like, like how many you're not stifling their speech? Who gives a fuck? If someone likes a different color than you, delete them. None of it matters. Oh, you like pink? Fuck you. Delete. Doesn't yeah. matter. Well, how many times have you seen like somebody that you grew up with and on Facebook it's like, man, their shit's really going good. And then you see it in real life, you're like, oh, that's not real. It is funny. I was talking about that's this. That's not the other real, day. man. Yeah, some of this the other day, um, where I'm like, oh, all the smart kids from my high school clearly are not on social way. media. A lot of them aren't. And if they are, they're very, you know, they don't get caught up in these stupid arguments. They really yeah. don't. They'll make a comment or two, and they always approach it diplomatically. In ways where I'm like, you know, just you want to call them an idiot. I know you do, but they're mm -hmm. smart and diplomatic about it. They'll make their post and they back out. Where a lot of people I know, you know, and, and you know, God bless them, but aren't the brightest people I knew growing up. They're very hardline like, oh, fuck this shit. This is all a fucking, it's a scandemic. You know what I mean? They say all the catchwords, you know, libtards and scandemic and all the same fucking regurgitating all the shit they hear from people. Um, you know what I know is really big in that community? They'll text each other the memes. So they'll, a meme will go around and they okay. text it out. Because I'm in one of those like groups. Uh -huh. and, um, and I see these texts and I go, huh. People on the left don't share shit that way. They don't yeah. email and text each other factually incorrect shit. You know what I mean? And stuff that just like fuels like the hate. I don't know. It's just like... And then I tried to... Look, I know everything I just said the last two minutes yeah. of ranting was doom and gloom. So let me go back to being positive now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go solo layout on this one. Here's where I want to be positive, everybody. Okay. I know the world. You're thinking if this is this year is this bad, and the future doesn't look much brighter, and we, we feel more divided than ever, and and the protests are ramping up, and the response to protests are ramping up, and you know it's it's just a, it's a lot of things in the world right now are very uneasy. It's not a whole lot to feel confident about. Businesses are, are closing, which is just horrifically. I feel awful for every business owner that's gone under during all this. Um, even even the ones that were shit. No, the ones that are shitting me, you could fuck off. I'm glad you're gone. But you know it's it's unfortunate to see people put a lot into these businesses. And you know obviously if you're a chain and you're going away, you, you someone will buy you back up. I'm not feeling sorry for you, but uh, no, I'm feeling bad for everybody. I'm trying to look for the positivity during this. So we're all feeling that, right? We're all feeling like it's never going to get better. People probably felt this way in 1968. In 1968 in America, I'm sure people were thinking to themselves, it, it can't get worse than this. We've got Vietnam. People are getting drafted. My brother was just drafted to go fight in a country where that pe those people never did anything to us. And now he's going to get fucking bombed and he's going to die. And that's awful. And then you, we've got all this civil unrest. People are burning things, and, and everything's shit right now. And, and Nixon seems like a prick. And all, like, I think if things clearly got better after that, and it dips back down, the world's a complicated place. I'm just thinking if, if people survive that era, and I'm sure they had the same thoughts we're having now, where it's never going to get better. And clearly, it did get better. We've had, obviously had a lot of great times and great advances as, as a society since 1968. I think the biggest difference, though, Gary Lee, is that in 1968, some really good fucking music, man. Mm -hmm. Really good music in the late 60s, early 70s that helped get people through it. Call me crazy, or maybe I'm 35 now and I'm just not as cool as I used to be. I just feel like music is not where it once was. Oh, no. I, dude, there's definitely a soundtrack to this revolution. 
It's just maybe I just don't know it yet. Yeah. Someone was telling me that too. They're like, oh, dude, it's being written now and it'll come dude, out later. Dude, Run the, the Jewels White is already doing it. Honestly, Run the Jewels dude, is already doing it, man. Dude, I like Run the Jewels, but that last song that just came out, or the big hit off the the last thing they just dropped. Look in all your slave masters poses on your dollar. Get it? That, that the one? get it part. The get it part I hate. I love that part. No, I hate that part because we know you, what you fucking mean. When, when someone says get it, when clearly, no, we all got it. But it get, allows you that. that, it allows you to like, get it. You know what I mean? You can do like a. Well, say something else than get it. Or make a sound. Make a fucking beat to the get it. I just, every now and then I'll hear a song where I'm like, could have done without the get it part. Uh, I love the get it's. And the one twos, let's go. My, my guy Liam Gallagher had a new album out, the lead singer of Oasis. Mm-hmm. He's got a solo, he's got a second solo record came out earlier or late late 2019 i want to say and um the first one's really good this one i uh, was pretty good um mm-hmm. there's one song where it's um where like the chorus is a come around like a shock wave and then like it goes hey and i don't need the hey yeah the hey park get the fuck out of there the regular chorus like coming around like a shock wave it's cool enough i feel the same way about that run the jewel song where it's like get it like no we got it i think he's i think they think oh people don't realize that all the people who are on money, all those people are own slaves. Yeah. No, we got it. What are you peeling something? What are you What are you doing now with your fingers? I can't tell oh, you. Are you typing? I'm sorry. Definitely. No, no, I'm not typing. I'm actually, I'm preparing a, I'm preparing a dab. A dab of what? Ron Grant says we survived disco. Yeah, disco was hated at the time, but there's some songs that pop up now where I'm like, is this classified as disco? Because this ain't that bad. What's your favorite disco song? I don't even know. I don't know. Staying Alive? What's a disco song? I was I listening know. to the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, which is really awesome. Are some of those songs kind of considered disco-y or not Probably. really? I like kind of like disco techie bands. Like Jamiroquai was awesome. Was Jamiroquai disco techie? I, I think so. The virtual reality was a really badass music video. I think the, yeah. song, was all right. the song was all right. I know there was some... Dude, that whole era I got to go back to, I feel like, in a weird way. Even though I still listen to a lot of 90s stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a child in the nineties, you know, is that I didn't, there's a lot of bands where I only heard what was played on the radio from them and I didn't really like dig deep. And I know you need to dig deep on some stuff. Like I mentioned Oasis a second or two ago and longtime listeners of the podcast know I'm a big Oasis fan. My favorite stuff of theirs never got radio play. Mm-hmm. There's so many kick-ass B-sides that are just like, why the fuck did it? This is way better than Wonderwall. Cause I feel like everyone in America, just the radio just beat Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova into our fucking heads for so long that people now are like, oh, Wonderwall, which is really like stupid because it's actually a really great song. Um, it's like Seven Nation Army I heard on the radio the other day. Mm-hmm. And I know, I remember not that long ago, someone being like, Ugh. and I go, why? And they go, well, they've heard it a million people... times. I'm like, yeah, but it's still a great song. Just because you've heard it a lot doesn't take it away. You can be sick of it, but you still have to acknowledge the greatness. Because those are like the people who are like, they're after the hipsters hate it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, the hipsters hate it as they loved it when it came out, and then other people liked it, so they hated it. And then you got the people many years down the road who are like the after hipsters. I who like now that. hate it because. After hipsters. After hipsters. That's a pretty good way to spin that. Um, yeah. I got such a love hate relationship with hipsters. Um, hey, you accused me of being one uh, a little while, long while back there. I've accused anyone who isn't exactly like me of being a hipster. <laughs> I'll admit that. I'll admit that, dude. I'm a weird guy. I've realized because I was, I'm always kind of um, trapped in between two worlds. Uh, there's a lot about like the hipster world that I like, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of like, oh, cool, yeah, I wouldn't mind, you know, checking that out. I like, um, 
you know, PBR. It's, I like cheap beer and whiskey on a Tuesday night. I'm into that scene, you know. I don't always want to go to some loud-ass fucking bar or, you know, I wouldn't mind checking out some newer stuff. That seems fun. And, um, and like, politically, I agree with some of their stuff. And then then they go a little bit too hipstery. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you guys are fucking lame as shit. You guys are such fucking, you know what I mean? I get to that. Like, then, I, then you cross one of those hipsters that's like, mm, yeah, not really into sports. More like, I'm more of a music person. Oh, like, you can't be both? Yeah. Like, like, are you fucking serious? Like, you know what I mean? How many star athletes are also great musicians? Do they just blow your mind of an existence that such a person could exist? Like, like shit like that. Just say you don't like baseball. Don't be like, I'm not into sports. I read books. You know, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, like they have books about like, baseball, asshole. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, just, you just don't like a thing. Yes. Don't shit on it. You cannot like something is what my point is. So then I start to hate them. And then my friends who are, like, really into sports and, like, um, you know, like, going to sports bars mm-hmm. and, and gambling and, like, which I think is a fun fucking hang. That's a, that's a good time out to, like, be like, hey, we're going to go over to someone's house and just play poker and, and get loud. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go, let's go do that. It'll be a good time. And then sometimes I'm hanging with them and it's like, God, you guys laugh at the stupidest shit. But sometimes I laugh at it too. Sometimes it cracks me the fuck up. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what was it? Someone had a joke about Regis Philbin. By the way, R.E.P. Regis Philbin. Um, he died. He was a great dude. I don't know anyone who don't love Regis. You know, but my one Do you, friend, do you like, know anybody who actually knew him? No, I'm not personally. <laughs> no, actually I do. Okay. I do. Uh, Michael Costa. Comedian okay. Michael Costa was on a show with him. And I know Mike. We're friends. So I didn't get his take. I didn't text him going, oh, sorry about Regis. Yeah. Um, but Maybe you should. No, yeah, I probably should, right? Checking on him. Yeah. yeah. I haven't talked to him in a while anyway. He'd been on my other podcast before. So Tell him rest yeah. in power, v- Regis. What's going on, man? Yeah, is that the new thing? Everyone says rest in power? Yeah. All right. I got I to gotta, do I'm going to make a list of things that I don't get why they became yeah. a thing. The next I do thing it because CM Punk did it. So CM Punk did it once, and then I was doing it. I, I, I get it. It sounds cool. Rest in power sounds yeah. better than rest in peace. Rest in peace is played out. Why not try something new? I'm into it. But there's like yeah. a list of things where I'm like, how did that become a thing? You know what's really insane to me? Hold on. I'll save it for a second. I'm, I, okay. I want to give it a better lead-in. I was saying about Regis. My one friend, you were in a text group, and someone's like, Regis died. And everyone's like, oh, it sucks, you know? And then my one friend like texted saying, uh, I, I guess he didn't sign off for a lifeline. That made me laugh. That was yeah. funny, right? That's a good one. Yeah, for but sure. But then, like, then the next two or three jokes are like, fucking lame, you know? It, they're um, all the same joke again, but just in a little different. Yeah, I guess. And, and again, my friends who are in the text group, if you're listening, I'm not talking shit, okay? I mean, I am talking a little shit. But uh, I'm just saying that, like, I, I've always been a dude, like, stuck between two groups of friends in which where I'm like, man, I love this about this group. Man, I hate this about this group. But what I hate about this group, this group has in spades, which is really fun. So mm-hmm. it's fun to have, like, different worlds, and, and, it, and it really – I encourage everyone, like, get outside your comfort zone. Meet – hang out with people who are different from you. Diff- you get a different worldview. You appreciate things more. But then sometimes it's, like, it's a fucking bummer because then you get, like, pissed off at all sides, and then you feel like, I, I, I'm in this weird little fucking middle ground where I think everyone sucks. You, know? you just got to stop getting so pissed off at everything, man. I don't – you know what it is? It's yeah, it's my temper. It's a temper thing. It's not anger. Uh, I'm yeah. not an angry guy. I, I have a bad temper. There's Isn't that what temper there. is? No, it's, it's immediate anger. It's immediate anger that you can't control. No, I mean, because my default setting is happy. I'm a pretty happy-go-lucky, positive person. But uh, you lose your temper. You know what I mean? Like I, I talk about it in one of my jokes on my previous album, "Can't Complain," not the latest one. Which, by the way, everyone, you can check out all my albums on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, all that stuff. Also, watch on YouTube. 
I prefer if you just also very. I listened to it the other day. Awesome, man. Oh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, dude. Yeah, the new really one. Appreciate that. Thank you, man. And I, and the joke I talk about how there's a difference because you know. Uh, a guy with a bad temper walks into a bar like, hey, what's up, how you doing? And then someone shoulder bumps him and they're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's the bad temper. Yeah. Where where an angry person, an angry person is just sitting around like the fucking government's trying to get me and they, mm-hmm. they, they get pissed off about stuff that has nothing to do with their life. I know people who, whatever an issue is, whether it's a fucking, not, even a non-political issue, they'll just get, they have to get mad about it. And I don't, I'm not like that. Like, um, like we were talking about, like the Cleveland Indians and the mm-hmm. Chief Wahoo being an offensive logo, and now with the Washington Redskins changing their name, I've seen people be like, what the f- "This is fucking bullshit." The Redskins are changing their name. It's fucking. I'm like, dude, you're not a Redskins fan. Yeah. You couldn't name three players on a team. You could give a shit about the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. You don't live in Washington D.C. You don't know anyone on the team. You don't watch them unless they're playing the Bears. Like, yeah. why the fuck do you care? Like, why? And they, but they just. And then when you say that to him, then they start to process like, oh, shit, why do I care? And you could see that moment. But then they double down on the anger because nobody wants to be made a fool of by telling, you know, if you say to someone, relax, depends it's, the tone. Yeah. But they usually don't. They get mad. They get worse. Dude, relax. Fucking, fucking, you, fuck you, dude. That's don't tell me to live my life. Don't tell me to live my life, bro. I know, man. It's all like, I don't know, are, they, are, they, are they daddy issues? Is that what it is with some of these dudes? Is it like... You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, they say the guys who treat women bad have, like, mommy issues. Are the ones who treat, like, everyone bad is, like, a father thing? Maybe. Maybe they got know, the shit man. kicked out of them. Could be. Could yeah. be. And then, but, and I realized just so much about what's going on is, and that's been, like, the, you know, unintentional theme of today's podcast, everybody, is the gotta let certain shit go. Yeah. You know, everyone, we were all raised, we were raised to believe, hey, there's a Columbus Day, and Columbus was this brave explorer, and he discovered America. By the way, never step foot on what is the United States of America, land in the Caribbean. And and now to hear people be like, no, Columbus was a piece of shit, and, and fuck him. They yeah. just, they can't be like, oh, I didn't know that. Now that I know that, fuck him as well. They have to double down on the fact that it was like, nope, nope. My yeah. kindergarten teacher said he was great, and we, I, my whole life I was growing up taught he was great. You got to let some things go and and just be like, yeah, it's not good. And that's okay too. And, so, and we do it in every other aspect of life. Like if there's a murder that happens in a house, like a big, like crazy murder, that house usually doesn't last much longer on that property. No. That's you know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't matter if the house was there. Some horrible, you realize some horrible shit happened there. Now you're moving it to get the fucking bad mojo off it. You know, and that's really just yeah. what it is, is that like, you know, whether, dude, I love the Indians. I have it on my, I have it on my leg for the rest of my life. Right. But I also understand that like, there's some bad mojo that goes along with it. And Are you ever going to get it covered. I thought about it, but I don't want to, cause I, you know, it reminds it me of, yeah. yeah, it means, you know, reminds me of, you know, time spent with my father. No, I totally understand that. I respect that. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like. I think people just need to learn to just, like, be, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Being wrong does not mean you're a bad person. I think, uh, I know I've had tons of times in my life where I'm like, yeah, I should have admitted I was wrong. And um, and I think if we could just learn to do that a little bit more, yeah, things could be fun again and things could be just, you know, because I don't want to live in a world where everyone hates each other because they vote for different people. You know, I'd like to live in a world where it's like, all right, that's your guy. This is my guy. That's your gal. That's my gal, whatever. Um, I'd love to live in that. Can, mm-hmm. we, can we get back to that? But I feel like it's gotten to the point where everyone is into this revenge narrative. 
It's like you got eight years of your guy. I'm gonna get eight years of my guy. Yeah. And on your guy, we didn't do this shit. So on my guy, we're gonna do this shit. And it's like it's just this back and forth of just I don't know, man. Sometimes it's like, man, maybe kings and queens weren't that stupid an idea. I don't fucking know. Um, but you know, you know, dictators usually have pretty peaceful societies. Some do. You know, do. but it's because they're the ones laying the law down. So yeah, it's a give I mean, and take. It's you know, do you want big government laying the law down, or do you want the streets taking care of themselves. Yeah. And the big government thing is something I've been thinking about a little bit lately too, because like, you know, I don't even think it needs to be uh, like the, like the approach to government I've been thinking about. There's a lot of big government stuff. I'm like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like, like the big government fails at a lot of stupid shit. It's inept in a lot of ways. You know, the number of times I've had to go through government services for things, not luckily not too often, but you know, with the unemployment, the unemployment was so screwed up that, you know, I lost so much work because all the comedy clubs shut down. Yeah. You know, I, I had three months of booked stuff that just gone. More than that, really. And um, I've, I've got dates canceled in November and December already because they're like, we don't know what's going to happen and everything's just so up in the air. So just, you know, we're going to clean our slate right now because we don't want to keep the date for whatever reason. So I then went to apply for unemployment and it was weird. I had to get denied by one thing in order to apply for the thing I needed to be on, which was the pandemic mm-hmm. um, unemployment assistance, PUA. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why couldn't I, why did I, and I didn't know that. And then people were like, well, here's the thing, dude, you got to get denied. And I'm like, wait, I have to get denied? Like, yeah, and only in order to go through the one thing, you have to get denied by the other thing. I'm like, why doesn't it say that anywhere? Uh, we, we don't know. Like, stuff like that. And then, like, they build these websites that crash because they hire people that, like, are friends of someone. And I'm like, you couldn't get some tech kid from fucking the San Fernando Valley or, um, I mean, Silicon Valley to just fix that for you. So I understand where people are like, fuck government. They don't do this right or that right. Yeah. My solution is, no, we can improve government because there is ways to get things done that could help everybody. Where instead people go, no, they fucked up once, therefore it's all bad. Which is just a weird thing. If you bought a house and, you know, you got a leak in one area, you wouldn't be like, get rid of the whole house. No, you'd be like, well, let's fix that part of the house. That's why I look at it. And, like, but I don't even I, know if we need more taxes for stuff. We just need to, like, divert some spending on some stuff. Like, you know what I mean? We need a Moneyball situation <laughs> to this. Um, Moneyball, everyone, baseball movie, where it's like, hey, we don't have, we can't afford this, this, and this, but let's reallocate funds toward this, this, and this. Let's well, find value to where value was never seen before and things like that. By the time you by the time you get taxed for the money, like in your payroll tax, sales tax, property tax, what all these different taxes... You get taxed most of your money, you know, wouldn't it be better to, you know, if you're going to pay, if I'm going to pay income tax, I should pay income tax. And then that money's my money. Why am I paying taxes on it every single time? Yeah. I mean, it's using a transaction, you know? Yeah. And then if you people, then people have more money and they'd spend more money. And the more, there'd be more money with everybody. Yeah, that's one of the big arguments I hear on like the like libertarian slash like conservative side of things, where it's like just lower taxes, and then people will have more of their own money. They'll spend it, and then you'll recuperate more of the revenue. Um, I don't know. They've tried that in certain instances, and that works. But it depends where. It depends. Like I think the the way the system was originally tended being a progressive tax, meaning the more you make, the more you get taxed, mm-hmm. worked out in a lot of ways. And then in the '80s, there was a gigantic tax cut, which took like the wealthiest. You know, they were up here, and everyone else was down here, and they made it kind of like that. 
and then they have all the best you know lawyers and stuff and they spend their excess money on buying politicians mm -hmm. so it's like oh fuck we got this big tax break are we gonna invest more into our businesses some do a little bit here or there mm -hmm. but here's the thing about businesses they only hire more employees if it makes them more money that simple if you sure. give a big if you give a business a tax cut they're not gonna immediately go like oh cool we're gonna hire nine more people They'll only hire nine more people if they need to hire nine yeah, well, more I'm people not talking about, to make more money. I'm not talking about giving these corporations tax breaks. I'm talking about the actual... Oh, the okay, yeah, you're right. No, you're right about that, dude. As individuals, yeah. I definitely think there is something in the tax code that can make it way simpler for people and where we could get more of your money and everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just... there's. It's tougher because in every area, you have different needs. Yeah. My big gripe with like a state like Illinois... Illinois is a high-tax state, but they don't fucking do anything. They don't do shit. They don't take out your garbage. There's no, like, real things that the state provides for you. At least the city of Chicago, like, there's, there's gorgeous parks. We have a beautiful lakefront that needs to be maintained. You know, you have, like, uh, they take out your garbage. There's a lot of really cool services. I guess the only service the state of Illinois has, one time my car broke down and an Illinois tow truck pulled me off for free. That was nice. I didn't have to like call a tow well, company. They towed your, me out. For your, your taxes are high, man, and you don't get shit because, I mean, I, I don't know what the statistic is now, but when Blagojevich went to prison, he was the fourth out of the last eight Illinois governors to seven, go to prison. Four to seven, yeah. Four to seven to go for corruption, man. I mean, that's it right there. You're paying high taxes, and the money's not going to where it's supposed to be going. Well, the biggest problem with this fucking country, and by the way, this has become a really political podcast. Maybe yeah, for sure. Get political, especially with a guy I wanted to come on and talk about fucking pro wrestling with, um, <laughs> is that it's so when you again, when I mentioned before that massive tax cut happened, all these politicians or not even politicians, but all these like uh, CEOs and corporate people and you know, rich people, they're like, oh, we got more money. What are we going to do? We're going to buy more politicians. Biggest problem with this country, really, when it comes down to it, that doesn't get talked about enough. And Bernie talked about a lot in 2016. I even knew Republicans who were like, look, I don't agree with all of his, you know, raising yeah. taxes on this, that, and the other thing. But I definitely like the idea of no money in politics. So they respected him. That needs to be, that's still the number one issue. That's like the trickle, trickle down economics does not work. But I definitely think the a ripple effect, that's the phrase yeah. I should really use. If you take money out of politics, because all they do is they take their excess money. Like Trump just gave another tax cut to rich people about a year or so ago. Access money, put it in the stock market. That's what the stock market's doing good. He cares about that number, too. The Fed pumps it up, too. Mm -hmm. So it's not even real. It's really not real. Um, and when things are bad, you should let it tank. Because, you know, the people who took the risk, that's part of the risk. They're making the stock market risk-free. Which is really, like, that's why you can't even feel bad. I remember people taking the side of owners during, like, the baseball negotiations. Mm -hmm. Whether or not they're going to have a season this year. Some people are like, oh, well, you know what the fuck, man? Like, you, you know, the owners do this, too. And it's like, dude, you, you were making this a risk-free enterprise. Yeah. So, like, they buy a team, and then they're just covered no matter what. Everything works out yeah. hunky-dory for them. Their insurance, didn't, their insurance didn't work, so now they're, it, their uh, contracts are no longer valid. Like, that's, yeah, that's crazy. I don't, they're just doing some shit where it's like, if you can't afford this, that, and the other, sell your team. That's yeah. why I'm starting to get to the point where, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, none of these people were – there's still people out there who think, like, their dream was to own a team when they were a child and they saved up all their money and they yeah. – no, it's usually some fucking son of some multi – some rich person who then, like, bought a team as a way to, like, wine and dine people and they don't really care that much. I, I don't know. There's some owners that care. There's some that don't. Mm -hmm. Ron Grant makes a good point here in the chat. Term limits, please. Ron, I'm on your side with that. There was a time in my life – 
where I was not for term limits, and here's why. I was idealistic, and I believed in the American people. And the whole idea is that if elections are fair, if elections are being run fairly, you don't need term limits because we have term limits. They're called elections. Elections are your term limits, meaning if the guy is a piece of shit and elections are being run fairly, then we should be able to vote him out, right? That was the idealist in me. But now I've realized that these congressmen gerrymander their fucking districts to a point where it's like, oh, they're always going to win. Because they draw these weird lines. If you guys are, people listening around the world, if you're not familiar, look up United States of America gerrymandering, spelled with a G, and your minds will be blown And who draws the districts. Because the districts are then represented, you know, for one congressman for every 650,000 people, I believe. And you see these districts. The one in Illinois is embarrassing. And it's on both sides, Republican and Democrat. They're fucking embarrassing. Luis Gutierrez had a, a district where literally it was, it was this big square and then it was a long, like, tube, uh, both sides of one busy street mm-hmm. that went to another big-ass thing. And I think he drew that so he could get all the, like, Hispanic population because that was his bread and butter. So he's like, I want this neighborhood's mostly Hispanic, so I'll circle this. And then, oh, here's where, like, the Polish live, and they're not really into me, so I'll cut around them, and I'll come over here. Ah, the Ukrainians don't like me. I'll let's swoop back over here. That's where there's some, you know, I some Salvadorians over here. They're cool with me, you know. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And, dude... And the other people, like that Texas guy with the one eye, Crenshaw, mm-hmm. his district looks like a fucking child tried to do a maze for the first time in their life. You know what I mean? It's like yes. fucking all over the place. So that's where their money goes. So they get all this money and they buy politicians. And then the mm-hmm. politicians don't work for the people. They work for the people who bought them. Yep. So they're just trying to make shit easier for those corporations. That's who they work for. And then the common people, people like middle class, lower middle class, working class, even upper middle class that's like thinks they're rich, but it's really like you're one bad fucking day away from being back in the middle or even below. Um, they just like stick up for them because they just yeah. they have us fighting against each other instead of being like, oh, no, they're fucking us. It's them. They're doing the fucking. Yeah. I'll quote. George We're Cohen. all getting fucked and none of us are doing the fucking. None of us. It's awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, we spent $3 trillion with, like, the Fed and then the government. The Catholic Church, dude, I'm Irish Catholic. The Catholic Church took, like, $100 billion of that to pay off their lawsuit debts. They got taxpayer money to pay off law. That's fucking insane. That's crazy. That is such a slap in the face to all these people I know who are probably going to get evicted. Actually, this is also where the left needs to calm down. See, right? I give, I give the right a lot of shit, but here's where my friends on the left need to relax. So some of these, you know, they're not going to get like the unemployment stuff's going to run out. And then there was like a moratorium on evictions where it's like you can't evict anyone during the pandemic. That's going to be lifted, too. So some it's already people, lifted. Yeah, it's already lifted. So some people might get evicted. But any landlord with some sense, unless they're evicting you to move in a cousin for free because they're like, I'll just get rid of you. You're not paying me anyway. That might happen. And that's awful. I'm not saying it's not. But most of these landlords aren't going to evict because no one's fucking renting right now. No one's going anywhere. Yeah. I had um, my friend Caitlin Marco on the last podcast, everyone. She mentions on the podcast about how their landlord's cool because they know, like, yeah, we they lease a business. But if people they are go buying, away, it's an empty storefront. You know what I mean? People are buying property right now, though. Well, interest rates are super low right now. Yeah. Um, prices for commercial real estate's probably going down. I haven't checked that market. I assume it's going down because a lot of people are working Dude, from home now and out, everything. Out here but, in Ohio, uh, people are, like, realizing that they can work remote. Yeah. And they're selling their shit other places and moving here because it's so much cheaper to live. I, I definitely believe that. We're uh, we're seeing it left and right, you know. Um, 
Joe Rogan mentioned on his podcast that he's moving out of L.A. to, like, Texas somewhere. And yeah. I know some New York comics who are moving, thinking about moving back to Chicago and L.A. comics who are thinking about moving to whatever cities they're from. Because the whole idea is, like, if we can't do the thing we came here for, what's the point of paying all this insane rent and, and prices for everything? Like, yeah, man. Before, I got to do all the cool stuff that you had to offer as a city. And now it's gone, so why the fuck would I be here? Especially now that things are becoming more and more digital, as this podcast is evidence of. Uh, yeah, I but I, I checked the housing market, because mm-hmm. I like my house a lot, but we're you know thinking if we could get a little bit closer to like a different school or something, maybe we'll go over that way. Um, so I've definitely been like checking that market. Mm-hmm. Housing prices haven't really dove down yet. Um, I would imagine commercial real estate might and and here's the thing i've noticed about the market a really good house doesn't last that long right now yeah because again like loans are easier to get so people are like oh, i like to have somebody get it but like your any house that's maybe a little bit of a fixer-upper or you know because you'll see like there'll be an area where like every house in this area is 350 and then there'll be one really nice house that's 470 that house that's 470 isn't going right away because people who are shopping in the 470 market are thinking uh Maybe I could get low end in a neighborhood that's like six hundred thousand, and then I just put some work in over time, and then my house is a six hundred thousand dollar house. And then also, people who are putting their house on the market, they're taking their houses off the market right now mm-hmm. because they're like, I'm gonna wait this out because not as many people are moving. Because again, not a lot of people are moving because not everyone has like a, a job that's steady. Some yeah. people are still worried. Even the people who are like had solid office jobs, where they're like, I'm just working remotely now. They don't know. They a couple bad quarters, and their job could be gone just like the crash of 08. Yeah, So for not sure. everyone that's on unemployment is temporary. A lot of people who are, on, who are on unemployment, that's permanent, and they don't know when they're going back to their career or, or whatnot. And then also with schools opening up or not opening back up, who, who, people don't really know what's going to happen with that. The daycare industry could get a lot of money coming its way, but then again, are you going to send your kid to a, a mm-hmm. fucking big daycare right now with a fucking disease going on that we still don't know the effects of on kids? I know a lot of people were saying, hey, it only affects old people. We're starting to find out. We're seeing in Texas and Florida, kids are getting it, and they're, it's having some bad effects on them, even if it's not killing them. It's having some neurological shit that's going on with it. Yeah. The reason we didn't see this before is because kids were staying inside because we shut down schools. That's another thing people need to remember. I know I, it's, it's you know, things but opened back up and things got worse. Of course, people are back talking and hanging out with each other. Of course, it was going to get worse a little bit. The we problem is, though, they didn't shut everything down. They needed to shut everything down. And that means giving people a moratorium, not only from their banks on their mortgage payments, but like also on the interest. Dude, because 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 the Fed would then give a moratorium from the banks on also their payments and their interest. So everybody can just fucking pause for three weeks. You get it done with and then you go back. I 100 percent agree, dude. I like. I've said it a few times. And I know a lot of people, I don't know why we didn't hear this out of any po- fucking politicians, though. I didn't hear this out of maybe one or two made this fucking thing. But they didn't fight hard enough because I, it wasn't amplified. But that could be our shit media. Someone should have been screaming. And every tweet from certain politicians should be this. Timeout. We're doing a fucking economic timeout, a legit one, on mortgages, on rents. Because, again, not everyone who is a landlord is fucking just rolling in the dough. I know some people who, like... You know, they, they, they didn't have much of a job. They inherited a two flat from their parents. They live in one unit, the other unit. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. if, if they don't get rent, some of them are fucked. Um, so, yeah, do a timeout on mortgages, a timeout on rents, 
and even utilities in some cases make everyone stay home for real, do a real nationwide lockdown yeah. like all these other countries did, and we could have bounced back from it. And I know you're, you know, if you live in Montana and you're like, I, no one lives within 300 fucking yards of, or 300 then, miles of me, then fucking chill out. Yeah. You're fucking probably fine. But the rest of us have to remember, the virus doesn't stop at state lines. So many people I know, again, after fucking a couple weeks, were like, I got to get out of here. They got in their car and they drove fucking four states south. Or they mm-hmm. drove here, they drove there. And I'm just like, I don't understand why you guys couldn't just chill in for a little bit. And and there's just too much distrust in in government in this country. And that's why, like, we want some... And it's some... well-deserved. It is well-deserved. Really, deserved. it's well-deserved. No, it is well-deserved, for sure. Um, I just don't know how we correct that or if it's even correctable. I don't... It's just something we have to deal with now. I, I think it's I think it's going to be hard, but you got to work from. I just don't want to see everything torn down, man. Because that power vacuum happens, and you just don't know. You're you're better with like the evil that you know. What do you mean by torn down? When you say you don't want everything torn down, you mentioned torn down and made me think of statues, and then I realized I don't think you were really even talking about. statues. No, I'm not talking about statues. I'm yeah. talking about like uh, what was that shit that they pulled in Seattle? Um. What do you mean? Where like those people took over like a yeah, they had, like an autonomous miles? city. They had an autonomous zone, zone, yeah, it's autonomous zone. Chaz or some weird Chaz, thing. yeah, I didn't, I didn't and it ended up, dude, it ended up being worse than anything that they were protesting. Uh, yeah, I know. I, there was so much violence and crazy shit. Like there was no police, but they had their own police force. They were beating the shit out of people for having their cameras out and stuff. Like you can't have that either. Like that's where like. Yeah, eventually, was, yeah, eventually. I've been protests, left my whole life, man, and they're losing me right now. Oh, dude, the left has been pissing me the fuck off hardcore lately, dude. They've been really been like the last couple of years. Yeah. And and not in a way where on anything major. I still believe that everybody should have health care. I still believe that we need prison reform. I don't think we should have privatized prisons that are putting people away because they need to meet quotas and it's a money making business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucking I think that's sick shit. You know what I mean? That's like amoral. Or immoral, I mean. And, when I was um, going to when I was going to school to be a teacher, we learned that um, that private prison companies use the third grade test, like that whatever your third grade test is in your state, they use that to decide where they're going to build the prisons. Because by the time they get those prisons built and they get it up and running, they know that all these people with these low scores are probably going to end up in this prison. That's just like that's fucking pure evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just, that's the shit that more people need to be angry about. That's where I get pissed off with my friends on the right because I see them losing their mind over stuff like that. They're yeah. like, these people get $600 a week to stay at home. I'm like, that's pissing you off with the $100 billion that pedophile priests took. That doesn't yeah. bother you. You haven't said a word about that shit. And I know you're Catholic. I'm Catholic too. And it's a nice upbringing. And we all have great family memories. But dude, that is a fucked up institution. Okay? It's a fucked up institution. And the quicker you fucking call them on it, the quicker they could actually get, mm-hmm. like, change could happen. Okay? Um, I'm not religious at all, by the way. Um, and, and if you are, that's cool. I don't, yeah, it's cool if you are, man. Fucking, it's cool if you are. No, I, I know a lot of people who need religion and it made them better people. Yeah. And a lot of people who are religious that are fucking the biggest pieces of shit over it. I know one guy that was like, um, like big, big, big time against gay marriage. When everyone was doing the pink equal signs mm-hmm. as their like profile picture on social media, he did a cross, and he's like, "This cross means I stand for traditional marriage. I'm against gay marriage." Why the Bible. fuck do you care, man? I exactly, exactly. But what really <laughs> cracked me up? You're gonna love this though, dude. Here's where I got him. He uh, 
So we had the cross going, this, you know, means traditional marriage because the Bible says that, um, you know, marriage between a man and a woman. And I go, so you believe in everything the Bible says? Um, well, dude, that's pretty ballsy to admit that you're a virgin on Facebook because you're not married. Yeah. Bible's against premarital sex. Clearly, you've never had sex. Dude, that's insane, dude. What is it like being a virgin in your fucking late 20s? Oh, man, everyone, so-and-so's a virgin. And then he was like, no, I'm not a fucking virgin. I go, oh, so you just pick and choose. Which parts of the Bible you want to fucking be for. Yeah. Which makes you an even more... There's a fucking inconsistent, hypocritical pieces of shit like that. And, like, it's I don't understand a how a Catholic can... And, like, Catholics should be really, like, Jews, too. As a Catholic, I'm, the, I'm wildly upset because these pieces of shit doing that to kids, doing like, that to other Catholics... No, I, I get that, but what I'm saying, though, is that, like, you guys should really be wearing yarmulkes, and, like, it should be, like, part two of the shit... Because the books are together, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know That's enough what I'm saying, about man. the books. I don't know enough about the books, but I know premarital sex is a no, and I knew I was going to be able to get them on that one. Yeah, but dude, like, uh, it's um, what was I going to say right before that? Ah, oh, shit. Oh no, I was going to tell you. Um, we were talking about um, the left, mm-hmm. and again, I still believe in the core stuff, man. I still, I believe we should be investing way more into education. And, you know, and when it comes to, like, uh, like safety nets for the poor, I believe in those. Yeah. It's, it's, so much of it is about kids. Like, you don't choose you don't choose to be born rich. You don't choose to be born poor. And I think we should, like, try to level the playing field for children. You know what I mean? It's like, if, you, if you're born rich, you have all these advantages that poor kids don't. I'm yeah, not, for sure. Like, you know? And I think that's just good common sense stuff. But then the left is just so bad and stupid with how, I mean, not bad in nature, but I mean... Like, Bernie just put a fucking bill where it's trying to cut the military by 10%. I think the military can stand to be cut by 10%. Yeah. I don't even think it's a bad bill. I think the timing of the bill is stupid. And it shows why Bernie Sanders is such a lousy politician. And I, and look, I, I love a lot about Bernie, but mm-hmm. he is a bad politician. For sure. There, there really is a reason why a guy like that who could do, raise all that money and gain all that support but never figured out how to beat the system. Um, well, I mean, why, the Democrats he, keep him out, man. They do. Well, they he's not a real, because he's, he's not a real Democrat. He's not. He's independent. He is. Yeah. He's not a registered Democrat. Never has been. He only runs under the Democrats because he doesn't want to split the fucking vote on between liberals and progressives, which yeah. I only recently found out there's a difference between. Most people are like liberal progressive. What's the difference? Oh no, there's a difference. Progressives hate liberals. Apparently, I'm finding all this shit out new too, dude. Okay, like, so I, so you take one so day, What's oh, a what's a progressive and what's a liberal now? Okay, a progressive is like the left left where they're socialist they'll just be straight up we're socialist right and liberals are more like they're like this neoliberal they're like um i always thought liberals were just you believe in you're you're open to change yeah um you know what i mean you're uh you believe in um you know individuals but you also believe in like a strong like you know safety net um but it's also because of like how we left all boats that type of thing um Dude, but you that's know. the shit you were taught in school, and it's like it's almost as if we were like indoctrinated as to well, what it was to be a like a liberal. Because if you go and you read history, there's some awful liberal shit that's happened in like South America and other parts of the world. You know, I there's mean, yeah, it there's awful who, shit yeah. on both sides. Well, I mean, it also depends who the leader is. Like, you could say I'm this, but then not act like it. Yeah, like you know what I mean, like. Ronald like if it's Reagan called People's was, Republic of, you know that it's not the People's Republic. No, they just That's say not that a republic. like yeah. the Nazi Party was supposedly show socialist because they had socialists in the name. Yeah. Socialist was in the name because socialist social. So, I can't fucking talk it all, everyone. Socialism was a, like a very popular rising movement mm-hmm. 
throughout Europe at that time. So they threw that name in there to be like, yeah, come on board. Like that. Well, no, they were also socializing. You know what I mean? They were taking away capitalism. Yeah. But that wasn't like number one. You know, they were coming out with like, this is number one. And really there was something else going on. Yeah. I mean, so like the left is just the whole, the, when they say, so, you know, here's what it is. Progressives, a lot of progressive men I know will say abolish the police. The left, I know, will say defund the police. Okay. Abolish, I'm like, so you just get rid of completely? What, what happens if someone starts stabbing someone in a bar? Yeah. Well, who do we call? Who do we, what, you know what I mean, if we can't fight them off ourselves? Or a scenario where I'm, I'm walking outside of a, of a restaurant and I see a guy throw a woman into his trunk and drive up. I got the license plate. I saw that. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a car. I didn't drive to this place. What if? What, what, what if, do I call for that scenario? What about this? What about if in our cities where there's high crime and the schools are shitty, we stop defunding shit and start actually funding shit? So maybe don't defund the police. Give them more funds to get more training and add all of those those wraparound services and make them part of the police station. I mean, that's one solution. I think more like... But you can't... like these. The police are not like. Do they ask way too much of these guys? Well, that's part of the point. That's some of the. And they point. don't train them, and yeah, but part of the point of funding them is that we're asking them way to do too much, and I agree with that. I think that, and that's almost a, that's a bit not almost that's a pro police statement. We're asking police officers to do too much. There's some yeah. stuff where I'm like, why do we have cops doing that? Yeah, and there's got to be better use of a police officer's time than handling that type of thing, right? And it's not all social work, because I've heard, like, fucking cop friends of mine make jokes. It's like, oh, send in a social worker when the husband's beating the shit out of the wife. It's like, obviously that's a situation where you'd be needed, because that'd be a violent situation. Yeah. Well, no, you bring the cop there, but then the social worker is also at the scene, and then you separate him, and you get the social worker figuring out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, stuff like that. We, I mean... You, you You don't put it all on the police, and you can't do that stuff by defunding. Like, people who want to, I think the people who don't realize that when things are going to be defunded, all that means is diverted. There's not going to be less money being spent. Reallocate. That's why I always thought. It's just going to be reallocated, and it's not going to go to the shit that they're telling you that they're reallocating it for. It's going to go into, be spread out more into more people's pockets that shouldn't be getting that money. Yeah, and that just goes to crazy though how bad the, the left is at naming something. If it was a right-wing policy and a Republican policy, they would call it, like, reallocations of Patriot funds or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Of defund the police. Um, they, yeah, take money away from the police to invest more into education, invest more in neighborhoods that are crime-fueled or riddled with crime. Yeah. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world because so much of crime is economic. When the economy is really good, crime typically dips. You know, yeah. but the big thing with crime right now, especially in cities like Chicago, is that there is a wherever there's concentrated poverty, that's where there's a lot of crime, and the income gap is getting bigger. Yeah. So it's um, the equality gap is getting bigger. So like the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer, and as that gap continues to grow, this is when you see civil unrest. This mm-hmm. is when you see riots and protests and all that kind of stuff. And again, most of the protests are peaceful. But then there's all it takes is four people to start throwing bricks through something, and then it becomes a melee. You get one person throwing M80s, and then everyone's like, what the fuck's happening, right? And it just creates a fucking world of, like, 
like fucking chaos. And you know, some people start to get scared. The cops start hearing M80s. They're thinking, are those gunshots? They start to get more pissed off where they're like, get back, you know? <laughs> and it, it's one of those things where, and again, it's so much, of, there needs to be retraining for all this stuff. Um, I don't think all cops are fucking bad. I yeah. think a lot of them, though, fucking are. And I think a lot of the ones that don't have the balls to be like, hey, you, shitty cop, stop being a shitty cop. You're making me look bad, and I got in this to actually be a good fucking person. For sure. I actually want to help people. I think we need more people like that. We need more people. You almost need to reward them. There needs to be like a mm-hmm. system in which if you call, if you're a cop and you fucking call out like foul play in your field where you see someone being a piece of shit, and you need to be rewarded for that somehow. There needs yeah. to be some sort of bonus for you or whatever. Well, and then not only that, but they need to, I'm usually a union guy, man, but they need to, they don't need to defund the police. They need to make these unions not as strong because yeah, when, the, when these, these unions now are not like, they're not serving their original purpose. Now they have to like, they're big. They employ people. You know what I mean? They have to keep going. They have to keep getting bigger. And now the union works in the interest of keeping the union going. And so when you have some of these situations with police officers, you have these unions fight and they win on technicalities and get the guy transferred or it goes away. And they and it happens in teacher unions. It happens in all unions. And that's a problem, man. It is. I mean, the I'm, I'm a union supporter being in one and all that. And I think unions are great. And Yeah, I was in one, man. I helped yeah. start one. Well, you know, so then we both know that the decline in unions has been the big decline in the middle class. The middle class hasn't grown in like the last 30 or 40 years, really. Yeah. And so that's why you see a lot of things that um, like institutions that the middle class relied on are just slowly disappearing. And it sucks to see. All right. I found this political cartoon. Um, I can't. Maybe I could show it. Nah, I can't show it to the camera. It looks stupid. But anyway, here's the cartoon. Basically, it shows a police officer. He's holding all these big rocks. And it says like one of it says gang violence. And one rock, drug dealers, drug possession, homelessness, prostitution, school security, domestic violence, keep the peace, um, every unexpected crisis, and then theft. And then it shows a person pointing to that cop going, defund the police? How is he supposed to carry all that to a protester? A protester's holding a sign that says defund the police. Then the protester holding defund the police on the next clip of the cartoon says he's not. And then it shows him holding one rock that just says keep the peace. And then the other rock, like um, the sex work and pot, goes into a big truck that says decriminalize and regulate, right? So you don't have to worry about that shit anymore. Um, affordable housing, that's homelessness. So mm-hmm. we get better home affordable housing. Now d- cops don't have to worry about fucking homeless people. Don't have to worry about doing that kind of thing. Um, like, you know, uh, education, job placement, drug treatment programs, mental health services, universal health care. Um, social workers for some of the stuff. So if you reallocate these monies, and and that doesn't necessarily mean you take money from police. You can just tax other things or stop spending money on things that don't work and put it towards things that do work. And that's where a lot of cities like Chicago have a problem is because we spend a lot of money on things that do not work because of like political grease. Ron Grant mentioned term limits. You got people like Madigan who's been in charge forever. And I don't know anyone who likes him. Democrats I know can't stand him. Republicans I know really, really hate Madigan. And yet he's going to be there forever because he's in one of those districts where he employs half the district and they all love him. Yeah. So they're never going to vote him out because you vote for your own interest. That's just how things work. So maybe term limits is or what you need for things like that. Yeah, it could work. But you know, yeah, but you say we say that, but then we still have we have term limits for president, and we still have, you know, it still doesn't. But we don't for the Congress. The president doesn't really have. I mean, the president has power. Don't get me wrong. They've got like. 
the power of the, the presidency in the sense that you like if Trump on day one of or early on during the pandemic came out saying this is a serious thing. We need to listen to the medical experts. We're taking all the information as we can. Uh, listen, we don't want any businesses to have to close, but it looks like to beat this thing, we're going to have to do an extreme shutdown and I'm ordering all 50 states. And if he put a mask on right away, you know, he was mm-hmm. like ignoring the mask thing for as long as he possibly could. He finally cracked and started wearing one the last week. If he came out and did all that stuff at the beginning, at the beginning, um, you and I could go to a Cleveland Browns bears game out there. I don't even think they're playing each other. Too, they're not, but, uh, I'm just saying like, yeah, you know, hypothetically, we could be in attendance at a mm-hmm. game this fall. And granted, it's not another huge wave happened. But, like, yeah, because, dude, in Japan, they're already fans going to concerts again and baseball games and stuff like that. So if everyone, if you want to go back to that awesome way of life we all used to have where we could go to crowded bars and restaurants and and whatever you like to do, yeah, you got to fucking buckle down. You got to buckle down for a while and um, and stop thinking everyone's out to get you. I saw fucking dude, this thing was hilarious. They're like, oh, they just want this so that they can control us. Yeah. And then I, I commented, I go, yeah, dude, next thing you know, they're going to give us numbers at birth. Like, yeah, they already do. We already get a social security. It's just so fucking funny. The, like, it always makes me think, and I've changed my mind on some gun stuff. Um, I don't know how anyone hasn't like changed their mind a little bit on, um, I definitely still think we should have background checks. I don't want psychos buying guns. Let's at least make it a little difficult. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I mean, I got a um, gun now, man. Yeah, for sure. And man. I used to be so anti. I might have nine. I might have zero. I don't tell the world that. Yeah. It's fucking come knock on that door, find out. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> but uh, like, Feeling lucky. But still, it makes me laugh when those same people are like, "Dude, you need a gun because of the government." You might, dude, well, you might want to get a nuke. Yes, yeah, so they got bombs, you're, you're, man. <laughs> you're outmatched, pal. You're definitely fucking outmatched, man. Yeah. Um, and yeah, dude, look, there. I still feel like I need to. I don't think I made the point so thoroughly. So I the defund the police thing, again, I don't think it should be looked at quite like take all the money away from the police. And mm-hmm. I think police are thinking, well, we're gonna what are we gonna have no money for anything? No, but we could definitely reinvest money, make your job easier, make your job safer, even. Mm-hmm. Which isn't that what you want? I don't think we're saying that the average police officer, you know, patrolling the beat is gonna get less in salary. No one's saying cut your salary. At least I'm not. I don't I wouldn't support that at all. All right. It's a hard job and you should get paid the what you're getting paid. Um, but I definitely think if we put money towards other things, your job would be easier and safer, which who wouldn't want that? Yeah. You know, and I definitely think there needs to be way more retraining because there's definitely a lot of stuff and a lot of situations that can be de-escalated and handled way better that are not. And I don't know if it's an old school mentality that's getting passed down the ranks to newer officers, but there's definitely a whole, I don't know. I just think there's some stuff like that we could be doing better. I don't think it's that. I think that the, you know, in the, it seemed like before we were trying to reform. Yeah. And after 9-11 happened, the, all the police departments, especially like the major metropolitan one, they militarized. All, yeah, of the, even... all of the shit that they were done using over in Afghanistan, they sold to all of these. To the local pl- police forces. The local yeah. police. They militarized state. them. Not only that, not only did they militarize them, but then they military trained them because you had to have anti-terrorist policing in these cities. So really at like 9-11, we stopped like rehabilitating people and it was all about, you know, get you, get you, get you, get you. Yeah, because there was money to be made. Everything's yeah, was... about where we can make money. That's, yeah. that's the sick fucking thing about capitalism, you know? Um, I still, you know, this is where I, I, 
you know, I got a lot of friends on the far left that are just straight up capitalism is the worst thing ever. We need to go full socialist. I don't believe that. I think socialism can save capitalism in a lot of ways. I think if we, you know, they mentioned these European countries, but the European countries have capitalism. They just have strong safety nets. Like in Sweden, you could go open up a business and charge people and rip people off for fucking tickets to a show mm-hmm. if you wanted to and, and profit like that. I just think we shouldn't profit off of sick people. Don't profit off of fucking people dying of cancer. That's fucked up. Like that piece of shit who bought the EpiPen, which the EpiPen was invented with government money. Taxpayer money supported its discovery, mm-hmm. you know? And that guy was able to buy the pet, and I don't know how we we're allowed to do that. I think if it, anything made with government grants, it becomes government. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we should sell it for no profit then, right? Take the profit off. You know what I mean? The guy who invented it, yeah, here's, here's fucking the bonus. Good job. You did your work with money we gave you. Mm-hmm. The fuck, right? And you have that on your resume. Pretty good. You're, you're, pretty, you're gonna be pretty good for life right there. Hey, dude, I invented this thing that fucking stops people from dying of uh, peanuts. And, um, and that, that, that dude tried to turn around and sell it for and charge people shitloads of money. So mm-hmm. poor fucking families were like, I, so I gotta choose between my, the lights being on and my kid dying? Like, that's, that's a terrible society. You cannot call yourself the greatest country in the world when you're making people choose between life and death. How? How are you the greatest country in the world that for when, sure. I know people who have good jobs that anyone would qualify as a good job, they get a major illness, a GoFundMe is started. So how the fuck are you telling me? Like, so that's my big one. My medical bills are crazy, dude. I get it. You get it. So I know I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm trying to convince anyone listening who might be on the fence about this. 100% I'm on board with that. Um, you know, there's a lot of like safety net stuff that those countries do, like higher education. Although mm-hmm. I think college is overrated, so maybe we should be putting more of that money towards like you know trade schools and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, the opportunities there for people. Uh, I definitely think if we put more investment into that kind of stuff, we'd be better overall. And even like little things like that, like in Sweden, if a woman gets pregnant, she doesn't have to go back to work for like fucking 15 months. Mm-hmm. And and you don't think those children are better for it? In this country, we have eight weeks, and it's not even guaranteed full pay. It's embarrassing. And again, that's where the Democrats suck as politicians. How do they not go to the Christian right saying, hey, listen, there's stuff we disagree on, but you guys are pro-life, right? Let's help mothers. Let's mm-hmm. help newborn, new mothers, right? They've got newborn babies. Some of them are struggling. Let's do a fully guaranteed maternity leave for up to one year. And any politician who's against that is clearly anti-family. What do you say? If they say no, then it's like, all right, you guys are fucking full of shit, and we're going to use this to, to advertise against you assholes because you're really just anti-woman, and that's why you guys are the whole pro-choice bullshit, okay? Because if you're really pro-life, you wouldn't want to help a little baby and a mother. Wouldn't you want to put them in the best circumstances yeah. and help them start their lives together in, in a correct way, in a way that puts them on the path towards, you know, But there's a, But there's also, business, there's also business consequences to that as well. So if you're somebody who's investing in the development of an employee and you've invested in them over time, right? They miss 15 months of work. So you're figuring out their salary. Plus you've got to hire somebody retrain. You get what I'm saying? I mean, no, it's a different, I mean, I don't know how these other countries seem to every major country is better than us in this area. For sure. Figured it out. Why can't we, these are the points I'm trying to make. If we're really the greatest country in the world, why can't we figure out, these yeah, things that's right. just make they all make common sense to people. Yeah. I know people who again, I know strongly right wing pro Trump people who are like, Yeah, that is fucked up. We should be doing better in that area. Yeah. Why can't you know what I mean? And like I'm not even saying that like those businesses have to foot the whole bill. Well, a, lo- but, and a lot of in those countries though, it's not necessarily just that they give you the time, but the they pay for like 
somebody to come in and help you yeah, for, a good, for are... a good amount of the time. So yes. not only are you not home, or not only are you home, but you've got like a somebody who is educated in how to do this, teaching you how to do everything. Yeah. So again, yeah, and that's that's a very good point. We all have to understand that again. It goes right back to money yeah. and politics because all a lot of these European countries and Asian countries, they, Australia too, they invest into the people. So they're looking at like so a country like you know Germany or Sweden or Finland or, or Ireland wherever, they are thinking to themselves, okay. We are giving by giving a safety net. We're helping our people, which is then going to pay a dividend, right? Yeah. We give we give young parents all this time with their baby. They get spend more time with their child. Put their child on the right course. The kids. It's a healthier environment. It's this. Families that are tighter are less likely to you know break up, which leads to problems. You know, what I mean that's just the way it is. And and so we're going to be better society for it. So by investing in their people, but you know, like you're saying, they provide money and all this kind of stuff for all that these services. Mm-hmm. They're they're investing in their own society, which makes for a better society. Now, why doesn't America do that? Well, we invest our money, basically, into back into our corporations, not by giving them money, although some cases we do. But what happens is, they take their money, their access money, these corporations, buy off politicians who will never do anything that hurts them. So they they own the politicians, yeah. and the politicians were like, hey, I'd like to give you maternity leave, but this business doesn't want you to have maternity leave, and the business pays me way fucking more than the taxpayers do mm-hmm. you guys pay me $150,000 a year this guy pays me fucking $600,000 a fucking quarter why the fuck would I ever listen to you Joe Schmo on Dude, the street so your, boy, your boy Daly when he walked, got out of office about 10 years ago dude he made out with what was it like 10-15 million dollars from, yeah. from his campaign funds slush funds they're all fucking crooks, man. And that's why I try that's... to like get through to people. Instead of everyone realizing that and tearing down the complete right-wing, left-wing, Republican, Democrat system and being like, we're no longer going to be two-party. We're going to have multiple parties, multiple choices, do ranked choice voting, do all these things that actually mm-hmm. fucking help people be a true democracy instead of a constitutional republic. Because we're not a true democracy. I don't get to vote on things. We vote for people to vote for things for us. Yeah. And they don't always vote for things for us. They don't represent us fully. Yeah. And that's what I'm getting at right now. And where the other countries that don't have money in politics don't have this problem. So when I hear it's like, well, America doesn't want to do this. No, it's our, our corporations, uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the elites, the people with money and power. They don't want these things to happen. And they tell politicians, well, I'm not going to give you any more money if you do that shit. Mm-hmm. I'll fucking put all my money behind this candidate who will fucking take your seat in two years during the next election. So therefore, they don't really like they don't help. They're not working for you. We don't even invest in our fucking infrastructure anymore. Every mm-hmm. excess dollar goes towards helping fucking corporations. And then some people say, hey, dude, stop saying corporations are evil. Corporations employ people. Again, they employ people not out of the goodness of their hearts, not because they're swell people. They do it because it makes them more money. They, if, mm-hmm. they could all have, if they could all have zero employees, they would do it. So when everyone said that, oh, the minimum wage wants to increase, McDonald's is going to replace you with robots, and then a week later it started to show up, that technology was in the works for a while. Yeah. Okay. There was already there. There was already cash uh, before anyone brought up. Hey, we need a higher minimum wage. There was already the fucking self checkout at, at fucking um, mm-hmm. at uh, grocery stores. Uh, movie theaters were already doing the fucking Fandango. You could purchase your ticket. Yeah. Here for fuck since two thousand three, that shit's been going on. That way before anyone was griping about how people who work fast food don't get paid enough. So like it's just and everyone and you, they hear that and they accept it. 
mm-hmm. because they think corporations, they employ people, they are the backbone. They Look, there are some good corporations. Again, I st- fucking an hour ago, we've been going for a while. I, I got we got to talk a little bit more about you, buddy. Um, <laughs> fucking, dude, these, uh, I mentioned Amazon in the beginning. I gave Amazon a lot of respect because mm-hmm. people use them and it's an efficient company and they do a lot of great stuff, right? I think they should pay their fair share in taxes. That's all I'm asking for a lot of yeah. these corporations. And if we do start doing these things and people are like, well, that's the corporations won't like that, where are they going to go? We still are, we still have the customers. They're going to stay where the fuck the customers are. I just that's don't understand. I don't understand why they want the money sitting. There's like a in like economics, there's a money multiplier effect. So like if you have a single dollar bill and that dollar bill gets used in 10 different s- transactions, right? That ten that single dollar bill really created ten dollars. Yeah. In that economy, right? So why does it make sense to have all of this money sitting? The corp these corporations should all be nonprofits, and you get the people make you make your money on the salary that you get in whatever it is that you, when you have your company, right? Yeah, I mean it's all bonuses for the CEOs and like you know they, you know what they do they buy back their own stock which inflates yeah. their stock price. That was a big part of it, and that was something that had they had to fight about. When yeah. they were doing this latest thing, when they were doing the coronavirus so, stimulus package or economic relief, they had to like fight to be like, hey, you can't buy back your own stock, United. Joe, nobody saves money. Even these fucking corporations aren't saving money. Nobody. Oh, they're so, so like, shit, dude. If nobody, if you put the money back to the people, they will spend the money and it will come back to you and you'll make more money. Yeah, no, you're right, man. It, it doesn't make sense to me. It's it's awful, man. It's just a, it's it's one of those things where I just wish more people could accept it, and be able to admit. If more and more people we knew mm-hmm. um, could just, and, and, but again, it's the far left and the far right. Mm-hmm. There's not even like anything sensible about it. There's just so many economic things that on the left, I'm like, you know, like, and like even Bernie again, Bernie's thing with the reducing the military by ten percent. I'm not against that idea. We outspend the next 25 countries combined. We could cut by 10% and still outspend fucking everybody. That's mm-hmm. not even a dent. And that 10% could go a long way and helping so m- and making so many things better for mm-hmm. a lot of people in this country. But here's why it was a bad bill to try. You're never going to get people to vote against defense while they're trying to run for re-election. Yeah. So everyone who voted against it was like, hey, dickhead, I got, I'm going to be, they're going to use this against me in political ads. Yeah. Okay? It's, it's almost August. There's going to be a political ad saying, I don't care about the troops because you want me to cut defense right now. Save the bill for January, fuckhead, when hopefully we've won back the Senate. Like, stuff like that. Like, I don't understand. Like, um, and they don't get it. They just don't know how things work. And they try to push too much too soon. Mm-hmm. And then there's a ripple effect, and it makes everyone angry, and it pisses people off. So, anyway, dude, I could have a whole other two-hour podcast with you talking to the economy because it's fun because I feel like you and I both look at things uh, logically. I feel like we don't let emotion tie too much into it. We're an echo. We're an echo chamber. We're talking into an echo chamber. I mean, yeah, you and I agree with each other, but I feel <laughs> yeah. like we're. But no, we're trying to listen um, to the other side, though. I feel like right now For everyone's sure. just like, "Fuck the police." Why? Well, because they're doing bad shit. Why are they doing bad shit? Yeah. How can we fix this situation? Is do you want to get rid of police altogether? Do you really think that's gonna make everything like? There's just there's some things that I think that people just is too knee jerk. I don't yeah. think you, I don't think either of us are knee jerk. Is what I meant to say. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, you could agree with you. You could have conversations with people you agree with, but still like really explore things mm-hmm. and make people go, "All right, all right, I like where they're coming from." Now you have a thing um, you're part of called Savage Media. Savage Multimedia Group. Savage Multimedia Group. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. 
Jeez, I thought I saw a mouse. That's just a shadow. It scared <laughs> me for a second. Anyhow, all right, tell everyone about uh, Savage Multimedia Group. Uh, so um, Savage Multimedia Group was founded about two years ago, started doing um, – uh, they were doing uh, like merchandise at like MMA events and doing little promotions. Uh, I quick, joined. So the... this wasn't your brainchild. No, so I joined. So this is actually uh, oh, dude, I, a childhood I... friend of my wife. I'm 25 percent in it. Okay, all right, cool. No, I just thought because you being the diehard Macho Man Randy Savage. No, fan, this wasn't my thing, man. And doing the character of Macho Fatness. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm going to have you close it out by giving us a, a whole Macho Man Randy Savage impression. Um, and i got to ask your favorites, too. It's going to be a long podcast, everyone. Dig in with us, everyone <laughs> listening. Um, it's been good, though. It's been a good conversation. So, all right. Uh, go back and give us more. I'm sorry. I didn't know that you weren't. I thought you were founder of it for some reason. No, 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 no. Uh, guy's named Bishop Savage. So, if... Uh, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's his name on uh, on Facebook, so you should go check him out. Um <clears throat> we started getting into podcasts, um, we were trying to find like local talent to build like a podcast network. Um, you know, we've had some ups and downs as far as, uh, you know, different shows that we've had. Uh, but right now we've got like a new crew. Uh, we got a new show coming out called uh, Savage Circus, where it's basically um, if you almost take, I don't know. I don't even know what shows now to compare it to, but almost like in Practical Jokers meets kind of like Jackass. Oh, that I like. So uh, we have a couple episodes filmed. Uh, those will be out in maybe like two, three weeks. We'll put out the first episode. Um, Great name. Great name for a show like that. Savage Circus. Yeah, it's fun, it's, man. It's, yeah, it's a fun name. You don't know what the fuck you're going to get. I mm -hmm. like that, man. Like we did, Um, oh, you don't have to watch. We, yeah, like we, we no, use like go karts and shit. It, it's you it's it fun, enough, man. My man. You tease it yeah, enough. yeah. Um, we got a couple podcasts going. We do some promotions. We have a recording. Yeah, tell studio. me about your new podcast. Tell me about the Macho Fatness podcast you're gonna be doing. So uh, it's gonna be with this guy named Bob Hacker from this band called Metal Mafia, which is a big metal band here in the Northeast Ohio area. Uh, he also uh, has a background in working in production for WWE. So his oh, father. Cool, man. His father does something on the road with him, and sometimes, you know, he'll take side jobs with him. So um, we are going to essentially make our own top ten list, and then argue the top ten list. I like that. It's yeah, cool. That's so we're not going to try and like be news or like give opinions on shit. There's so many people that do that stuff, but we're just going to like, you know, as like wrestling fans, you know, just have one of those conversations. I like it, man. Yeah, I like it. How do you think the world of wrestling is doing right now? It's dog shit, man. What do you th I mean, we support AEW because we're Cole Cabana fans. Yeah. And um, I, I, it's just, it's weird without the audience, right? It's weird without the audience. It's like, dude, I can't handle the fake eyeball shit that they pulled last week. I mean, like, I, I haven't watched anything new in probably like two months. What do you think I... of, you're a WWE fan, of course, but what do you think of AD AEW right now? Um, you can be honest, you're not that into it right now? Yeah, I'm just not that into it, man. That's okay. No they got, that. Like, Everyone's allowed their opinion. Yeah, man. I, I don't like... I I thought it was going to be more like old school wrestling. Yeah. And it's still like the flippy-dippy bullshit. I see. You, you know want what I mean? like Dean Malenko shit. Yeah, you I want, want, I want wrestling, man. Arn Anderson, like, Chris Benoit. Fuck yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Right, I, want I, Chris, I want Chris Jericho, man. I don't want, uh, you know... 
Who's the Who's the dude that's in AEW that's five foot one? He's with Luke Perry's kid. Oh, um, I don't know all their names. Orange Cassidy is that that guy? No, oh no, him too. I, what the I fuck, like dude? You don't like him? He's kind of funny, dude. What um, the fuck? He's you hilarious. Dude, he's hilarious, and yeah. I, he's hilarious. But like, I want, and he does it well. No, I know what you're saying, but I think a lot of it is just hopefully, maybe they're just saving the good storylines for when, like, the crowds come back. Hopefully, I don't know, um, or just the, the... But you're right, there's still no excuse for doing some of that older school wrestling. I, look, I, I'm supporting all live entertainment. Yeah. It is sad to me because with pro wrestling, I think a lot of what they do, they're because they're making them more actors now. Yeah. With no audience, they have to become, like, an actor. Where before, they were straight-up entertainers. Yeah. yeah, they're doing a character. The Rock was a character. So in, in a sense, he's acting. But so much of what he did was feeding off the crowd. And I'll who he do. was. It was the guys, the he, wasn't, he wasn't acting. He was being him, man. He was being him, but a heightened version, of course. For sure. But what I loved so much, too, that guy knew how to milk the moment and mm-hmm. feed off of it. Where when there's nothing, there's just, you're not going to recapture that with no fucking people there. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when he came back. He, like, people were going nuts. He did, like, you know, standing on, on the top ropes, giving that look, giving that eyebrow. Mm-hmm. He did a whole thing where he's like, finally. And then waited so long and looked like every time he was about to say it, the crowd would amp up even more. And they did the, the rock has come back to ball. It was just like, I, I, I was only just getting back into it a little bit at the time, but I had, like, fucking the hair on the back of my neck standing up being like, fuck, yes, this is cool as shit. Dude, and that's just, that's not going to happen with no one in the audience. It isn't. So today, so my wife got me this uh, uh, projector. You know, we were talking to them earlier. Yeah, yeah, man. So Good. I want to do like drive-in Watch. movie nights with like the nieces and nephews and stuff, right? Good man. So um, last tonight I've been watching wrestling on it. And I had to put on WrestleMania 10, Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. And dude, it gave me goosebumps when, I, when I'm going to tell you this part of it. And it still gives me goosebumps. Like, I, I had him tonight. So, the crowd's getting crazy. They know Brett versus Owen, brother versus brother is happening, you know, right at the beginning, right? The crowd is trained that, for years, coming on his way to the ring from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and the crowd pops because he's about to say Brett the Hitman Hart, right? Yeah. So, WrestleMania starts. The announcer says, on his way to the ring from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and do doesn't say anything and there's silence and the crowd starts to erupt for Brett and then Owen's music starts because he's also from Calgary. Yeah, man. That set off the whole, the energy for the whole match. If you don't have a crowd and you can't manipulate the crowd, it changes everything, man. Yeah. The manipulation of the crowd is just so much fun. And and that's not talking shit against any of the wrestlers, dude. They're trying their best. No, of course. Yeah. That's not a knock. They're trying their best. I just, if they I love what I love. You, dude, they, dude, every single one of them, to a T, would tell you, oh, yeah, this is not nearly, we don't like this. This isn't what made us want to be. That's why I haven't done Zoom comedy shows. Yeah. There's all these Zoom online like this, stand-up comedy shows happening. And I don't know, maybe eventually I'll cave. But I don't want to do them because this. I was drawn to mm-hmm. the live audience. The idea of coming up with jokes that I've written or you know thought of Mm -hmm. Uh, because i don't really write word for word i think of it and i go up there and i spit it out and um and being able to do that dude i that's what i'm missing a lot right now is you know i kind of go through waves of stuff where i i'll not to pat myself on the back but i'll have like a two week to a four week period where i'm like fuck dude i just i just did 20 minutes 
mm-hmm. 20 new minutes where I just fucking thought of, and, and now I'm going to go up every night and bust out this material. And you get that instant gratification as a comedian. And I know this is what drove these guys to want to become professional wrestlers. Our yeah. buddy Marty DeRosa, who's an amazing comedian, is also big in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. He's got a great podcast called Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. He's been on this podcast a bunch. Look him up, Marty DeRosa. He told me that when he was a kid and his dad would take him to like wrestling shows, even local wrestling shows, he would do a thing where he'd go to like to the backside and as a wrestler was being introduced and people are cheering, he would pretend walk alongside them, but like obviously he's like, you know, saw him and he'd be like, and like he would pretend the audience was cheering for him. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's what gets you into it. You want to be able to, you want to be the ultimate warrior grabbing the ropes and being like, fuck yeah. You, you want to pop clank the, the crowd, beers man. Together, that's why like, you want to do it. Cold. That's what drove these guys into wanting to get into that world, but they're adapting. And so, again, yeah. when we were saying, any, any wrestlers listening, if we're saying we're not into it right now, it's not on you. It's not you're, on you're you, You're doing man. what you can. You're doing what we can. We respect you for it. Um, we get it. We get yeah. it. Things are different. And it sucks. And hopefully we'll be back to life as normal. And it'll be great again, you know? All right, let's get to your favorites. Let's wrap it up here. I've been doing okay. this thing where I've been wrapping up by asking people their favorites. Uh, you could have one shot of alcohol the rest of your life. What's that shot going to be? That's a tough one, I know. It is. Well, I don't drink anymore. Oh, you don't? No. I know that about you. Yeah. Now I feel like an so, ass. No, you I don't feel change like an ass. One meal. You have one, one meal, meal. your life. Okay. Um, without it killing me? Good for you for not drinking. Yeah, without it killing you. No health is concerns. No health is concerned, man. Uh, fucking pepperoni pizza, man. Pepperoni pizza? All right, Yeah. Cool. So, dude, I'm rewriting these on the fly because these yeah. are only alcohol related. This is kind of like crowd work, man. Well, that stemmed from the Kilgallen's Pub, which was always like, it, was, it wasn't like I was a pro drinking, hey, everyone was yeah. a fucked up podcast, but it was just about bar conversation and, and bars. You talk politics, See, you, you talk know, wrestling. So I think we've hit the gamut out of here. You know? I, what happened is you gave me a premise and I said no, and then you yes and me to get through it. Yes, man. So here's yeah. your next question. You can only listen to one album the rest of your life. What's it going to be? That's very tough, man. I couldn't just name one. One's hard. So I feel for you on that one. But just name one. There's no wrong answer. Uh, Captured Live by Journey. Okay. Journey? I didn't know you were a big Journey fan, huh? Oh, yeah, man, dude. I got uh, Escape right there. Oh, I see it. I see it. What's your favorite Journey song? Uh, Just the same way. Okay. I think I've heard that one before. All right. All right. So I did. I did your favorite album. Okay. You can only watch one TV show. The rest of your life, what's it going to be? Is it still in existence, or it can be like anything from anyone, existing now or back in the day? It doesn't matter. Uh, Primetime wrestling with Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. See, I, all right, I like that. I, didn't, I was expecting a different answer, so I what did you, what did you think you were going to get? No, I thought you. Were, I was going to get like um, fucking I don't know. Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you were into. Um, I, I don't know what young Gary Lee liked his TV shows. Maybe Power Rangers. You're like a Power Ranger fan, were you? No, I hated that shit, man. Did you? Yeah, I was kind of like a Saturday morning hipster. I could see that. Yeah. Well, you're a few years older than me. Everyone my age loved the original Power Rangers when it first yeah. came out. Like and they were kind like, of like Barney at that point. Like when yeah, Barney came I out, I was. You're too cool for that. Too yeah. Too cool. All like right, we would so... sing like "I hate you, you hate me, let's have a lobotomy." That's too far. That's too far. He just wanted to make children happy. All right, last question, Gary Lee. And um, this one will be a drink. It doesn't have to be drinking. I'll, I'll replace it. But I still wanted to hear your answer for yes. this. Yes. You could party If I was with, drinking. If you were drinking, but it doesn't have to be drinking. It could be partying. Because do you do a little bit of this? I do. 
or what's the old uh, Joe McAdam joke? Do you uh, suck tiny dicks? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my friend Theo Vaughn is a joke very similar, and he's more famous, so it's a Theo Vaughn joke now, I guess. Although I think my boy Joe McAdam was doing it maybe a little longer. Anyhow, um, you could party with them. You one historical slash famous dead okay. person. They have to be dead. They have to you be could dead. Party with. Yes. I'll give you a couple past answers. Okay. Last week, C.J. Taladano said John Hughes. He's okay. A big John Hughes fan. He's dead. That's a good one. I feel like. Okay. Um, and then before that, Ryan Dempster. He okay. chose um, Chris Farley, which I thought was yeah, badass. that would be I fun. Almost, I thought he was going to choose because you know he's a major league baseball pitcher. I thought he would choose, yeah. like you know, like to get fucked up with um, Satchel Paige or something. I don't know. I yeah. Think go way back, Walter Johnson or something. Anyway, so who is your choice? One um, famous dead person. They could be you know any walk of life. Who would it be? Hmm. Rick James. Rick James, why? Because of the Chappelle story? Is Chappelle show Not stories? Just the Chappelle story, but if you like I get it into YouTube holes sometimes oh, of like Rick of people telling Rick James stories. And dude, just to be a fly on the crazy a fly on the wall for the craziness that happened that that, that dude lit the life that dude lived. He was a super freak, am I right? Yeah, man. I mean dude he had he maximized his time on this planet. Yeah. How'd he die again? Just a heart party. attack or something? Yeah, that's going to happen. It's still amazing how some of those guys are still trucking. Like, how was the Rolling Stones, you know, some of those guys? It's just amazing yeah. how. And then, like, this was funny because all the, not funny, but the tweet about it was funny. Someone had a tweet right after, because remember a bunch of famous musicians were dying, like, every few months. Yeah. You know, it went like Bowie, Tom Petty, you know, all these names in a row. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, it's almost like if you, you know, do hard drugs most of your life, all of a sudden you hit 70, you just drop dead. Like, yeah. Like, we're lucky they made it that fucking long. You know what For I mean? For sure. How much crazy stuff those dudes were playing. I can't believe body. Steven Tyler's alive, man. Yeah, I feel like he's one, one of the guys that doesn't quit doing heroin. Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I think some of those guys get a little bit better when they get older. They drink a lot more water. They also have tons of money, good health care. Yeah. That's true. That helps. That always helps. All right, Gary, tell everyone where they could find you, where they could uh, support you, where they could listen to you, where they should subscribe. What do they follow you on? Uh, so they should subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's Savage MMG Presents. Uh, go ahead and check that out. Uh, we have a couple life hack videos up on there I'll now. put a link in the bio when this is up. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, we have a couple life hack videos up there right the now. description. Um, that I think everybody will like. Uh, and that's where all of basically the podcast and all of our stuff is going to be going. So check out at Savage MMG Presents. Hell yeah, man. All right, dude, yeah. Gary Lee, dude. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. This oh, yeah. One more thing, too. Can hell I get yeah, one more plug out, man? Oh, hell yeah, dude. See, so we got this guy in our group that is built a uh, a YouTube audience, basically. Three months ago, three, four months ago, no page. Dude has like 17,000 subscribers and the millions of views doing like reactions. So I want to shout out at Sonny Von Cleveland. If you like reactions and shit, go check it out, man. He's got some really cool stuff. Uh, he does uh, like weird Japanese metal. <laughs> All <laughs> it's right. pretty cool, man. I'll check that out. 17,000 in three or four months. Fuck, man. I'm, I'm going to have to fucking interview him to get some of his secrets. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, because I've been, I've been in the 9,000s for like fucking four or five months now, and I just can't get over that hump. Yeah. Um, but it's all right, buddy. I'm not in a few. It's ebbs and flows, so man. Nice. It's ebbs and flows, yeah. 
Uh, but I appreciate everyone who does subscribe to the YouTube channel. You guys are amazing. Keep sharing the clips. Tell your friends about the full special. I didn't say anything bad is available. You can check that out. It's also in clip form. And, uh, and it's hilarious, dude. Thank you so much. Also, subscribe to the Patreon. For as little as three bucks, you get hours and hours of bonus content that is exclusive just to the Patreon page. Gary Lee, I got to have you on again, man. I'm doing more. I'm doing two podcasts a week now, everyone. Okay. One more. I'm going to have someone I've never had on before and maybe get more like, you know, get to know interview style, like some fun stuff like that. And then I'm going to have Hangs where I have right like on, a returning man. guest. You are now in the returning guest pool. So I'll try to get you back on pretty soon, maybe during football right season. Uh, we could talk I would love it, man. Better about our embarrassing franchises. Although my Bears do have a Super Bowl. Um, I, I guess I can't talk shit about it, man. That's fine, dude. Both, it's both a, su- it's are, a Super Bowl, man. Both teams have been pretty bad uh, yeah. in the last few years. Although, whatever. Well, Cleveland's we'll been we'll pretty disappointing, it. man. This is... I know. We'll save it. We'll save it, though. But yeah. you're, you're now in the pool of returning guests, so I'll, I'll definitely get you on for one of the Hang episodes. Right on, uh, man. Everyone, thanks for checking out the Joe Kilgallen podcast. You guys are great. Cheers. <laughs>